And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. As long as they keep on making animated Star Wars, Hope Molinax and Chris Honeywell will be on the case. Welcome to J-Guys and Jedi, a project that began with Clone Wars and now may never end. Hi everyone! Welcome to a brand new episode of J Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast. This week, not talking about anything Star Wars because we are watching the final, as of right now, Indiana Jones movie for our holiday commentaries. So, welcome to our commentary of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm Hope, and I'm here with my amazing co-podcaster, Chris. How you doing, Chris? I'm really psyched. I think I'm more pumped for this screening than any of our other screenings. So I should say uh, I'm slightly emotional because Chris has a (laughs) webcam and Chris and I have not talked like seeing each other's faces since 2008. And so we just had like a 30 minute conversation able to actually see each other. And I'm a little emotional right now. And and meanwhile, she's getting emotional over me and like probably the goofiest you will ever see me (laughs) in my star in my hot in my Christmas fuzzy Darth Vader Star Wars onesie with the the hoodie up. But like she got to meet the cat. The cat came and did all her tricks on my lap. Like well, I, was... I have like a, a webcam, so like Chris has seen my face since two thousand eight, but I have not seen Chris's face in what almost twenty years. <laughs> so it's been like I was just really, really like uh, I'm a little emotional right now because I got to see my friend for like the first time forever. But we're here to talk about other friends being aliens. <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about spoilers in this one, and if it's a commentary, you should know that by now. Chris, I watched this movie for the first time, and you had already seen it, so give me your kind of overall thoughts before we get into the minutiae of it. Alright, so this movie came out in 2008. How about that? Oh my god, it's it's full circle! At this time period... I was, you know, I was, I was starting up the podcast. Um, my father had just died, or no, no, my father was still alive and in the process of, of, in, on the way out. I wasn't, like, uh, and I was working an awful lot, and I went to see this movie with a coworker, at, who was like, um, I just like literally ran into him walking down the street, and he was kind of a crazy crazy weird guy and was just like i want to go see a movie it's blah blah blah. there's got to be a good summer movie so we i'm like well we could go down to the movie theater and see what, what what's going on i'm like we'll go see indiana jones he's like oh i like indiana jones movies and uh, i had no all i knew is harrison ford was getting kind of old in the long in the tooth you know but he's a good actor steven spielberg's uh on the helm and I loved it. I enjoyed that. Both of us, we, we came out of the movie like that was that was a riot, you know. Um, as a matter of fact, I was I was besides my beside myself with joy in the opening sequence of this. It may be my favorite Indiana Jones. It may not be the 
best. Like Raiders was kind of the best because it 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 sort of you know set the 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 whole standard for it. But ah the 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 beginning opening sequence in this I just love it. I love it, and uh, it's so fun. And this movie is so fun. And in the the wind up to this, I screwed up a couple times. The first time was in. Uh, the Raiders commentary where I said, "Oh, don't worry, you'll we'll, you'll you'll see Abner Ravenwood," because I always get John Hurt's character. I in my head would confuse him with being Abner Ravenwood. He's That's not. That's okay. I forgot you said that, so it's fine. And you were just like, "Why would you spoil that for me?" And I it turns oh, out, "Oh, did I?" I could, yeah, it turns fine. out I, I forgot. <laughs> Except no, actually, you said, "Why would you spoil that for me?" Yeah, I uh, probably said it with that tone too. <laughs> uh, uh, but like I've been saying, now get ready, hope for a movie that's a little. It's, it's, does it's not doesn't feel the same as the other Indiana Jones. It's got you know different to it and, and all that. I think I was totally wrong with that. As I watch uh, yeah, this more and more, yeah, you're totally wrong with that because. It's an Indiana Jones movie. It, it's it's consistent with all the other movies. It, it really is. Everything. Like, it feels for for two thousand eight. It almost feels dated because it's following like an eighties nineties yes. formula. But yes. I like that about this film because it does feel a little dated. It and it, I like that. It it makes it feel in as a as a part of the other movies, and I think a lot of the criticisms of this movie just hearing them all the time made them sort of sink into me. But like every time I watch it, this, I, a lot of that stuff I didn't, didn't think was bad in the beginning, but like sort of was like, ah, that's a little goofy or whatever. But then people went, were going nuts about that stuff. And I'm going to be really curious. I'm going to, to see what, when, when we get to all the parts that people hate and I bring it up and like some of the things that people hate, I love too. So, yeah. Um, so this, of course, is my first time ever ever seeing it. And, and and just so you guys know, just as part of this, too, I have not seen the trailer for the fifth Indiana Jones movie. So stay tuned when we get to the end, because I'm going to be reacting to the trailer for the first time, too. So just heads up, that's coming. Um, I thought it was great. Like, I, I liked it far yeah. more than Temple of Doom. Like, Temple of Doom is like like at the bottom like wait and like i so so last crusade was my favorite by far but there are parts of this movie i like just as much as yeah. ark of the covenant and i think i think raiders of the lost ark is is definitely my solid second but this one's very close to it um and because it does it has all the trappings of a normal indiana jones movie it has the it's it's almost too formulaic at times but where last week where i was like you know the last crusade as much as i do love it felt long and that you could cut a few scenes here and there this movie's just as long and i didn't feel that at all but yeah no the last movie is like very goes. heavy with yeah and the last movie is very heavy with talking um and like there's still a few things like you know harrison sport while he's great in this movie his energy is a little bit low and stuff like that because he's older but they they cushion it by having other people to help him with the action. So it never felt like it was slowing. 
And it's, a, and it's also like I find like I like the character stuff more than the action as time goes on. And I love the action, but the character stuff is what really does it. So if they made this movie and like say CG just had on a stunt man so he could be more energetic and, and stuff and made it like way more action pack and backed off on the character stuff, it probably wouldn't be a very good movie at all. Right, because but. because he feels like he's that age. And yeah. Indy is. And that, well, that I Harrison really like Ford's that about always it. play as Indy is always playing like like from this point on he's like I think he was playing ten years younger than his actual age. And I think he's in this one too. He's not playing eighty in this movie, he's playing seventy, you know. Yeah. The, the new one coming out. But uh, I, I do one thing I want I like the big thing I want to address before we get into like the actual movie is I I want to talk about the aliens because I I knew about the aliens going into the movie. What? Did you know the original title was supposed to be Indiana Jones versus the Saucer People or the Saucer Men, something like that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they changed it though because they they always have something about the MacGuffin, um, which is the Crystal Skulls. Yeah. But so so I knew about the aliens going into it, and so I think that kind of prepared me for them because I didn't think they were bad. Um, and because the more I started thinking about it is like, I, I could see a way, like if I did not know it was coming, I probably would have been taken off guard a little bit. But even then, this world is set up for aliens. Yeah. You know, this is a world where it has ghosts, did a place where people's hearts can get ripped out and they still live. A 700 yeah. year old night that was kept alive by the magic of God. Yeah. And aliens is the weird thing when they're actually the most strategically like 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 actual thing in our galaxy where we have bajillions and bajillions and bajillions of planets yeah. so they're probably oh, yeah. aliens no, and that's I mean, the weird thing <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll be pointing out some i mean like like i saw that like people hated this i knew scott gardner was gonna like this because he's a chariots of the god ancient aliens fan and like they they started dropping like oh Nazca you know the Nazca lines so there's all sorts of ancient aliens stuff dropped throughout this so if you're an aliens like ancient aliens fan you're gonna figure out what's going on in this early on you know because they drop and that's and that's the other part of it yeah and and that's the other part of it is doing he wanted the aliens. And, and, and it's it all part sense. of that, too, because aliens are very much part of our history. Like, we have all these, like, ancient documentations oh, where, like, are this, there aliens? This is taking place in the 50s, and what was played at the, like, you know, the, the other ones, were, what were played at the drive-in during the other movies were serials, and what was played at the drive-ins, or uh, they didn't even have drive-ins when the time periods of the other Indiana Jones and, and this one what was playing for you know that kids would go to see were were UFO movies alien there was a UFO yeah. you know UFO craze and in, in the country and stuff you know and area 51 had happened and so there it, yeah there was a lot of just and he was like you know the movies when the movies taking place should be reflective of the you know the kind of pulp movies that we're we're paying tribute to so now we're in the 50s which makes the next one very interesting because it's going to be in the 60s so it's going to be playing off different 60s themes 
and we'll get to that at the end. I have some. I have. I. I think I've pieced together some stuff from the from the trailer and information. Yeah. But like the thing about it is, is like aliens are like just as entrenched in our history as like the the Holy Grail, um, you know. And so it it just it feels like it's not out of the realm. And I guess the only like place where I could see where people kind of like get, could 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 see this is the first three have a lot more of a fantastical element to it. Like that, yeah, it's adventure and there's history, but it's still right. dealing with like ghost and like god magic and blah 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 well this does cross a line into the sci-fi which is different from the other three so i could see like that being a jarring thing but i, I don't know like i it feels I don't know. It, it goes into interdimensional aliens that have sort of godlike powers yeah so, so it's still godlike yeah. yeah so i i the only other thing i i also wish is i didn't i wish i didn't know marion was gonna be in it because it was like I was just like my girl, um, and that would have been a big surprise. But I did watch the trailer. I did watch the trailer uh, before I watched uh -huh. this, so I was just like, "Yeah." And you had told, told me too, because I was like, "Man, I miss Marion." And you were like, "Wait till the fourth one." And I was like, "Yay!" And now in hindsight, I wish I didn't know, because I would have lost my fucking shit. Because I was just looking for Marion. I didn't know. I didn't know in the movie theater. I walked into this a hundred percent blind. So yeah, I got totally. I was just like, "Oh dear!" I thought she was in an asylum <laughs> or something. Yeah, but <coughs> I, I absolutely loved it. I like. I had such a fun time. Like, there's like little things here and there that I thought was just like a little like meh. But um, I do have a funny thing about the opening scene that I I want to. <laughs> that I want to talk about. It's just a little anecdote, quipple thing. So, Chris, explain to people the rules of the commentary. If for some reason this is their first time here. Alrighty. Well, it's not exactly rules as much as instructions. Instructions that you must follow if you're going to watch along with us. That you can ignore if you do not want to follow along and just want to listen. Go crazy and skip ahead three minutes. Yeah, I hopefully I hopefully at this time it won't take me three minutes to get through the the instructions and get this thing going. This is a fourth movie. You know, we were winding it up. I should be I should be able to be more succinct now and get get to the point a lot sooner so as not to frustrate people like Gene who's now ramped it up to like twelve times speed. Alright. So what we were doing is we have our file of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Set, started at zero, zero, and paused and ready to play. And then I will do a little countdown from three. And when I say go, that's when we all hit the button, the play button, that is. And we will begin watching the movie. Yay. And here we go. Three, two, one, go. I feel like I've asked you this before, but when you do the tahoo, is that a, a thing to the Tootsie Pop Owl? Yes, it is. Okay. Mr. Owl. One, two, two three. three. Okay, Hope, if you pay attention, they use the Paramount. And next time, we don't have Paramount. It's a Disney movie. Will they have, like, a fade into a, like, some a ca like a castle in New York City? There's a castle-y buildings in New York City they could cut to. CG gopher. I did notice the CG and how it went more CG and not practical effects. This is this is the first true CG era Indiana Jones. 
Though and I will say, post- I liked I like that they kept the kind of corny text, same kind of title yes. text that they have in the other three. Uh, yes, I, I would hope that that is consistent forever. This is this is a total. This this scene is just George Lucas all the way with the hot with kids in the hot rod. The, the the second, I guess it's a even movie thing of having a pop song in a in a Indiana Jones movie from the era. So it's kind of funny when I saw this part right here. And this guy started raising him. I was like, someone is about to lose their job. And then I realized they were all Russians. And I was like, no one lost their job. (laughs) It's also the 50s. It's also the 50s and things are a little looser. And A, I'll tell you what, growing up near a military base, this is not, this is not something. We used to go out drinking in the in the woods and go to the edge of the military property when they would have war games and you'd see them out there with their lights and like camped out and stuff and we'd yell things back and forth to them you know and you know i mean the 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 more or less military people are the same age as these kids a lot of times so i just thought because like now that i know that these are all russians i was like that that guy's going to get fired just for be- having fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the passenger seat is the no fun police. <laughs> no, I, th- I, I I just love everything about this. This a real place. The Atomic Cafe. The big penis sign. Well, it's it is a nuclear bomb. That is kind of our the biggest penis weapon yet. <laughs> So I'm sure although of- although security is pretty lax in this place because once they get in nobody like checks up on you know yeah like no one gives a shit no but yeah yeah now this is again, supposed to be like the highest like priority why is there only like six guards like well they might be on the edge of of uh, they, everybody else might be in other places because of the test about to go off that's Spoiler. true that's true. Now, meanwhile, these guys can't see the guys lining up behind him. I and oh, when I right. get stuff out, I'm loving it. <laughs> they look like a boy band. I mean, this <laughs> shot, this shot could be like right from a 1984 Steven Spielberg mo- movie. Just the way, and and all, well, also it looks this way because Steven Spielberg is behind that. That's why I went into this with good amount of confidence that it would be a good movie. Because Spielberg, he just don't make no crap. He does not half-ass anything. He might not succeed all the time, but he never, like... If it's going to be bad, it's going to be spectacularly bad. It is, But it never is. It never is. It, I'm it, just saying, like, if it was. If it, if it was, but yeah. There's a couple shots here. There's a little George Lucas effect where George Lucas, after the prequels, was like, we can shoot this on all on sound stages. And there's a few shots in here that just look like a, a, a sound stage with a green screen background. This looks okay. It's, little, it's almost a fisheye camera, though. I will say, like, but, but like I said earlier, like, it adds to the charm. Like, it took me a little bit to adjust to this version of Indy. Because he is older, and I'm not used to seeing that. Um, but it also it grows on me over time. This it was, really does. 
like Humphrey Bogart was doing his prime movies in this at this age. <laughs> like this age in the 70s was leading man age. So Harrison Ford is like it seemed old then, but like now it's like he's old. <laughs> There's no deny this, you know, he can he's he's pulling off a he's pulling off a 60-year-old man like a a 60-year-old man in really good shape actually. Mhm. I wish I got to see the psychic lady actually do psychic things. Because it just feels like she's just bullshitting the whole time. Well, she probably is. I think she's... um, um, I think she's um, being patterned off... uh, Her name was Blavatsky. She was a Russian mystic that sort of ingratiated herself into... Yeah, I, I think she... I think she might be... She she might be mildly psychic, but she never she never does anything. <laughs> right, right, and that's kind of what I think. Like, even this, if it was something shot, like simple, like, like it's indoors. Like, even if it was just something simple, like like for example, later, like when the the ants are chasing her, like maybe she could like ward a few, like ward them off. Because um, like, there's nothing in this to say like that she's actually psychic, other than her just saying it. Though I will say it's Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett can't do no wrongs. Well, I, you know, I, I, th- I, I think they wanted her. I, I think she's supposed to be full. She's, you know, she's, she's like the grifters that are sort of hanging out into politics today. Grifters always attach themselves to weird regimes and, like. You know, this is sort of a parallel to like, you know, Hitler wanted all these religious stuff for power and stuff. And I love the more I watch this, the more I notice the dynamics. Harrison Ford doesn't hate the commies as much as he hates the Nazis. Oh, right. right. Don't get me he wrong. Hates... He, he hates the he hates the commies. And he's, you know, he, he's he's done like CIA work <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> then he just laughs. He's yeah. <laughs> You're a hard man to read, Dr. Jones. So, you see, he's a, just such a charismatic actor that he's going to, and, he, and he, he lives the role, he's going to pull it off, you know, just like old Han Solo, you know. He, he said that ouch, just like the final line from Ben Solo, which his last words on screen was ouch. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Because Tross is a travesty. Oh, what I wouldn't give to be in this room. Yeah! <laughs> I love, love. This is where we first see the dynamic. Okay. Indiana Jones, Nazis, you put them next to each other, just blood. Just they, mutual hatred. Here, these Russians, is like in about 10 minutes... They fucking would rather be following Indiana Jones and her. They 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 love him. They respect him. And like don't get me wrong, they'll still shoot him. But they're like they're like you know, instantly they like fall in line behind him when he starts calling the shots. They're just like they're they're game to and you can just see all these little signs of respect that they're giving him throughout this movie and I love that it distinguishes they just don't make them like generic baddies just in replacement of the Nazis they've got their whole whole different dynamic you know Mm -hmm. 
it's it, it you know it's almost like Indiana Jones. They they all are like we have a difference of ideology, not a, a hatred of wanting to wipe each other off the face of the earth type of type of thing. See that guy, that big guy there. That big guy really like. He see he's he's just like now uh, pretty soon. Not only is he working with Jones, they they're starting to get a little like uh, rapport where he'll toss Jones will toss something. And the guy's ready. Yeah. To- I I fucking love it. Yeah, especially because um you know once they see that he's not bullshitting them because actually when they first started doing the scene i thought i was like oh indy is tricking them like he's gonna steal some gunpowder and blow well, it up and stuff like that they're used and, to following this woman and her bullshit you know <laughs> yeah and so like once he shows that he's not bullshitting that he actually knows what he's talking about um they it, it's all different and i and i like that there's a there's a whole theme of people just following indiana jones in this movie just just follow indy you know and that's that's what's great is he's now he's he's still the famous archaeologist, but he's getting a little of the old and wise <laughs> acknowledgement. This yeah, See, he's right there. Much, bloop, bloop. He's very much <laughs> in this movie, like the work uh, smarter, not harder kind of India it indie. Yeah, which you have to be when you get this age. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing is. That's the thing is now he's got an advantage where they they underestimate him because he's this old guy. <laughs> Science. She is about to say something in Russian that made me very like squealy because it's something that they yell in uh, Yuri on Ice. <laughs> when uh, Yuri Plisetsky makes friends with Odebeck, they 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 root each other on by going like Devoy. <laughs> no, there's 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 also a lot of selective magnetism in this because there is like later the lights are moving. It's like all the lights in the place should have been aiming at this thing. They should have been just like follow the lights. They'll all aim at it. Right. You know. But but I I still uh, it's great. It's a cool shot though. Like yeah. that's a cool yeah, yeah. shot. Yeah. Or maybe all, all this is things... so Spielbergy. Where oh he... yeah, I love everything about this. But I I think maybe like the selective magnetism is like when it's being handled, because it, it's only really like when it's being handled that I see that the magnetism or or like when when that people are actively looking for it. Um, because when people aren't actively looking for it, there's no magnetism. But like when it's being looked for or handled, that's when the magnetism kicks in. So I, I think that might be something to do. And if it's supposed to be these like great super psychic crystal skulls or whatever, um, I feel like that's maybe kind of like the thing behind it. Because there seems to be some sort of mental link because like... You're able to pull stuff on it. If it was really magnetized, you'd be like, if it's this magnetized, they wouldn't be able to easily pull things off of it either. Right, right. Especially big flat things like crowbars that are made out of heavy metal. Right. So I, I feel like it might be one of those things that because it's supposed to be this like all psychic thing, like it's sentiently aware of when it needs to let go and pull. 
Yeah, a lot of people were losing it with this sort of stuff. They're like, oh, that rubber looks too modern. It's just like, oh, come on, guys. It's just so fucking science. It's science fiction I, I, I had a whole one thought about that, and then I didn't care. I was just like, that kind of looks out of place, but then I didn't care. Yep. <laughs> I love that little look. Yeah. Drop the gun. The Colonel Doctor Falco is dead. Is that an official title title, Colonel Doctor? I don't know. I don't know if he's being saucy or if it is actually her title. She, inter she introduces herself as Colonel Doctor. So I was just wondering, like, if when it comes to stuff like that, like, when you have, like, field medics. She just like wants that. all her titles together. <laughs> I am Colonel Doctor Bachelor Degree, Mrs. Martin, Martin Balco. I also these like are, this, like, these little... are lovely widescreen framing shots everything is just i also like love um all like the very subtle history of india's time fighting in world war ii yes like yeah. they don't they don't like they don't like pull out like oh i was at the battle blah 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 but they give you enough to like show his importance and like what he did and why it was important so it's like and, and it's all done with like really like well chosen dialogue of just like very specific lines of just like he has this many medals or like all the times we spied on the reds and blah 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 it's it's very tight writing to give a lot of, of india's history between this movie and last crusade yeah. and, versus yeah. now and the little debriefing he gets at the end of this too yeah that's, that's the most of it of it. really well i actually did really like that <laughs> that he that's didn't fun. get on the truck yeah yeah oh it, it's But it was funny because I, I watched the Honest trailers and they were like, and now he's old and it showed that very scene. And I was like, I like that scene. Honest trailers. I mean, I, I honestly, in the theater, I was at this point, I was just like, yes, yes. So happy to be in an Indiana Jones movie after all this time and seeing, the, you know, see, like racing through the, the uh, hangar 51. So I was looking out for the Ark of the Covenant because... Did I tell you about Aaron Henley? What's that? Our, our listener Aaron Henley, when I, after I'd watched... Uh, oh, this Razor's is my favorite part. You don't know him. <laughs> don't... Um, after watching Ark of the Covenant, I was just like, Yeah, I can't believe it was put into a government warehouse. And Aaron was like, Just wait until the fourth movie. You get to see it again. I was like, I've never seen the fourth movie, Aaron. That's the point of all these. And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was, like, purposely looking for the Ark and all this. You know it's got to turn up once they're in that room. It's, oh, it's yeah. got to. I actually wish we got to see more stuff. Like, they cracked open different boxes just to show, like, peaks of other things. I actually really like this scene. Like, oh, this, this is, is so cheesy. There's no piece of, of government, like... This is an idea of a government underground place but god i love it i i love i love all every i love every element of this and i love this escape too yes yes like it's it, so cheesy but i love it's it cheesy but it's humorous 
And I didn't, I didn't, re I didn't remember that these guys got fried up so good. As they do here. They can. He should be yeah. way more toasty. Yeah, people in movies. Well, I mean, we already had like Kate Capshaw five feet above molten lava, and and you know that movie. So, you know that which would have still toasted her like a, you know, would have been like cooking over a spit. Mm-hmm. So 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 far, nobody's noticed any of the any of this stuff going on. Hasn't tripped at you know, the They're just they're just running free on this. On, <laughs> Top secret. I love this. <laughs> I love his shot. He's just napping. Just shoves his face off. <laughs> <laughs> How can he not love this? It's fun. There's other subtleties about this, like the the dust that comes up when he falls here. Poof! It disappears off screen just enough that when everybody else shows up. It's you know they don't see it. There's no trace of him. It's it's fucking great. So apparently people have problems with him living a nuclear bomb in a in a. That's the first. That's the first thing that people would. That's that is the number one thing that people cite as like the the fridge the refrigerator scene as being a fucking bridge too far, as if they've never seen Temple, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, where they fall right. out of a fucking right. airplane, right. like, hundreds of feet and survive on a raft. The, like, never this has, is more logical than the other one. Never has Indiana Jones been, never have these movies been the point been for them to be totally realistic. There's They're, they're shot in a realistic them. style, and like some of the fights and stuff are realistic, but everything else is is it's over the top. I mean, this I is love just this. I love everything about the scene. I so can say. surreal. Like it, like it was so funny in the theater. You could tell people like figure it out just before they figure it out as soon as they see the dummies. Like oh as, yeah! As soon as you get to the dummies, it's just like this was the oh, part I was like, yeah, I was like, fucked. Indy, get out of there! <laughs> You're fine. I like how he just. He looks up the chimney. He's just like. No, my thing is, is like, why would they need to have the TV on, other than plot? No, just to make it, just to add to the creepiness. The creepiness. Of it. It's super, oh yeah, I love it. The colors. I mean, fucking have fun watching this shit. Don't be sitting. Yeah. Here. This isn't how they exactly how they did the tests, and this isn't very fun. He right? should have skin cancer. Fucking enjoy the. I it, this is so much fun. It, it places it in its time that 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 shot there. It's, these guys know what that means. Yeah, I, I love it. He's just like guys, guys. <laughs> what I wonder is why didn't he try any of these cars to see if he could? I thought about that too, but I guess like for the same reason he wouldn't be able to outrun it. Look up the fireplace. I, nope. I, I just thought he would at least um, find a basement. And this was uh, when I, the moment I saw this, I was like, oh, here's the refrigerator I've heard everyone bitch about. But doesn't it specifically say it's lead? Lead line that says, uh -huh. yes. But like, uh, obviously, being inside a refrigerator like this, it's a metal thing that's not smooth, it's perfectly smooth. And the amount of the speed that he's thrown and tumbles 
would have really like probably broken every bone in his body. Who fucking cares? Who fucking Who cares? cares? Have fun! It's all for this shot coming up in a little while here that I just is one of my favorite. <laughs> I love that. It's like what? Because my thing is, is that it's not really that um, the refrigerator, it's that nothing else was thrown with him. And I was like, that place should be littered with all sorts of things. Remember the story I told you about Scott's Uncle Randy rolling down the mountainside in yeah, the game for and coming for out and, unharmed? Yeah, for, Here, for it Here it is. Here it is. Hmm. What a nice shot. that the people complain about. I, I love this shot. This. I like because it, it turns into almost a skull, which is the whole point. Like, yeah. it almost looks like a skull. And now it kind of looks like a jack-o'-lantern, but. Just puts him, <laughs> it just puts him in the time and the, it's just, that's just, uh, I, on the big screen, it was just like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> And this, this this whole debriefing is some of the best, like, impart information and also play on the tropes of the time, you know, with the Red Scare. Oh, yeah. And then being like, you know, they're, they're like, you know, we they, they, they obviously think he was probably working with the Russians. I actually like this other than probably any of the other debriefing scenes that we've had in the other three movies. Because he's mad. I love yeah. seeing mad Indiana Jones. Like in the first one, when he's working with these guys, everybody's all friendly. This time, it's it's not. His own people are like questioning him. It's it's per it. It's the tone of the time. Oh yeah, and I. Yeah. I he love good it. in the shot. It's funny when you see him do interviews, even in this time period, he always seems like kind of tired and old guy. He's probably really stoned because he was, that's how he got his job in Star Wars. He was a pot dealer. Hmm. But like, but when he gets into a movie, he goes into into like intense like he yeah. looks good he doesn't yeah. look old and and like in these scenes now he could have all kinds of girdles and <laughs> yeah makeup and whatever and, but whatever spanks spanks yeah but I, and I but i do like this it shows like the conflicting of like the different government agents too Oh, government agencies, I should say. Like, you have the army, like, the military, and then, like, the FBI, and they're clearly, like, clashing here and stuff. Well, so yeah. it, it really is very much of its time. Yeah, no, this, the, the army guy is, like, you know, World War II greatest generation guy, and these guys are, you know, more of the, we're, we're going into the more paranoia mode, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the one guy looks like, uh, um... He looks like the guy who voices Kronk, but it's not. He looks like the guy who's uh, was from the Matrix, who played the bad guy in the Matrix. 
I was very sad. Okay, so you know how yes. last week I was like, oh, blah, blah, Marcus isn't great. And then, like, when this guy shows up, I was like, where's Marcus? Wait, wait, where's Marcus? Yeah. Where's Marcus? And then I was like, who's this guy? It's like, oh, I hope they haven't Indy recast has a whole, Indy has a whole one black person in his class. <laughs> Yay. Which, which Time is for a It's the 50s, so it's an improvement over Time, past times, classes. I know. Times are changing. He's a one whole black guy in his class. I noticed yeah. that earlier. But, like, that's the, Spielberg is, I mean, that's a... Th- that was thought out, you know, mm-hmm. that, and that would probably be about what would it would be like. And he's probably not, probably not getting as many, many, uh, girlies right. And I love you on their islands anymore. I know. I know this actor that's talking to Harrison Ford and I can't place him for the life of me. I keep forgetting he's, to look it up. He's like, I think he was in James Bond movies, maybe. <sighs> Actually, I think I, I think I know him from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. I think I do. What was it? What's his name in this movie? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Charlie. Charlie, Indiana Jones. What is your name? No, not Charlie. Indian movie. Indy. Anna. Jones. Uh-huh. It might be under Charles. There he is. Who is your actor? Who is your actor? Let's play this game. Who is your actor? So, when you were saying that, like, your father was passing away during this time, did this scene hit you a little hard because we find out that Indy's father is dead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was when the movie Big Fish was coming out too, so it was there were a lot of because a lot of the act the filmmakers of this time period were had probably lost their their parents, just as we got just as we got a divorce movie. <laughs> we're yeah, getting, we're getting the phases. I mean, this has the line in it that one of the great lines and right coming up here from Charlie where oh, life life starts taking. Life starts taking away from us instead of giving. Oh, that's such a great line. Yeah. Oh, it's Jim. It's uh, James Broadbent, and I know him from. I was right about uh, uh, Harry Potter because he's Cornelius Pudge, but he's also Harold Zidler in Moulin Rouge. It's fucking James. But like, Broadbent. yeah, that 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 line is the hinge of the whole oh. movie because Indiana Jones is given. He's given a wife and a kid in this movie. Yeah. He, life life gives him two things by the end of it. So what are your feelings on Mutt? I I Shia LaBeouf as an actor and as a celebrity is super annoying, but I have some respect for him because he does his own thing, but I also think there's a, a element of mental illness involved. But I think he's great as Mutt in here. And I think making him look like Marlon Brando in here is not not um, too far away from what kind of... I think he's probably, like, poten- like, he's been in a lot of really good movies and a lot of really good unusual indie movies, in- <laughs> independent movies, and a, and a big-budget indie movie. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a very good actor. I think he totally could 
I don't know, you know, make him into Indiana Jones. My idea, of course, as we were uh, talking about earlier, is Mutt and Short Round Adventures. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, like, I I think he's a really good actor. This, I love this scene. There's there's another another line in here that's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. I want to slide in. So, the guy that he actually punches, like the College Joe guy, like in that scene for a split second, he looks so much like Chris Evans that I actually had to pause the movie and I was like, is that Chris Evans? And then, because like at a glance, sometimes he looks like Chris Evans. And I was like, no, surely not. And then I looked it up and he's a stunt man who was a stunt double for Chris Evans in the movie. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Um, my thing about Mutt is he feels like in for about the first third like a stereotypical indiana jones side character like yes. he's kind of has that that one note like like when you first meet sala sala's kind of one note but yes. as the movie goes on there's so much more emotional depth you and, start seeing how much he's like his dad to and his mom yeah and but the thing is is that he's what i find really interesting about mutt is you can also see the influence from ox because he was raised yes. by Ox. And so, like, all the stuff that Indy tells him about, like, oh, like, the schooling and blah, blah, he did not get this information from Indy. He got this information from, essentially, two step-parents, one being Ox yeah. and one being his actual father, his stepfather. And that, like, really resonated with me because, like, I have parents and step-parents. Like, I have four parents. And it, it's very different emotional, like, very different relationships, the um, lessons that you learn from each of them. Like, the stuff I learned from my stepmom is very different from what I learned from my mother. And then you also have, like, um, like situations with people who have entire lives without their parents, and then they have to get to know their parents. And I think that's a very deep character for him. So, like, he starts off as a very normal, stereotypical Indiana Jones character, but he gets so much depth. And I love watching the scenes when he's with Ox. Yes. Because you can tell there's so much care, there's so much love there, that he doesn't actually... A, know how he doesn't know anything about Indiana because he didn't even know Indiana was his father. And by this time, the movie is so smart to set both Indy and Mud up together because they're just working together on an adventure. They're really yeah. just like, you know, no different. And once they find out that they're related, you can see the switch of like, we've been through this already. We've been getting to know each other. It's not like, oh, I guess we have to get to know each other now because they've already gone on this, right. this journey together. Right. So I actually really like his character. Um, at, at first, I think he's a little bit much, but so is every Indiana Jones character. Yeah. Every Indiana Jones character is okay. a bit much. Okay, th this part here where he's just like, that's where he's just like, that's you, a have good get, line you don't too. have to get sore all the time to prove how tough you are. That's such a good dad line, though. It's like, a good dad line. And the, the people, screenwriters don't use the word sore in context of this. That was a, that was like what people said instead of mad i love how you can see the the spy at the bar this and and mutt mutt on repeated viewings mutt's character gets and once once you realize you know you know who he is like you 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 start seeing more and more you know they put a lot of work into like the the direction of of Le, LeBouf and Harrison Ford, uh, like to play off their sim, you know, the, the them seeing the similarities in each other, you know. 
So one of the things, because like that took me back, because I, I the, the other thing I knew coming in this movie was Shia LaBeouf was playing his son. That was the other thing I knew. But so like when I got to this part and I realized that they don't know each other as father and son. Um, what was really interesting to me is Indiana actually feels more fatherly before he knows much. See, this is the scene where he looks like um, Chris Evans. Because because right, right now, <laughs> right now he's going like this kid. He's like this kid. And I love they do the thing where he tells him like, hey, don't let anybody talk you into going to college if you don't want to. Yeah, and and, but, and 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 then and the, but yeah, he's he he's they're they're getting admiration for each other before before like they have to go through like you're my dad why you know, I like how Harrison Ford's just like dum da dum jump yeah. on okay. <laughs> so anyway, the thing I was saying before I got like I wanted to point out the point where the guy looked like Chris Evans where I had to pause it. Um, Indy actually acts more fatherly towards Mutt before he knows that he's a son like he's giving him this life advice and i find that interesting because he's giving him probably a lot of the advice that he probably wished he got from the situation with his father yeah and um because he he treats mutt so much like how he treats short round like he doesn't treat him as a kid he treats him as like these are your skill sets this is where i excel this is where you excel let's learn how to work together and he was the same way with short round what i find interesting is when he finds out that mutt is his son there's about 20 minutes of of that switch where he's just, it, it almost feels like panicking. Where he's yeah. just like, I have a son, go to school. And so for about that 20 minutes, he actually turns into his father, how his father yes. treated him. Yes. And then he kind of finds this like nice equal middle ground of between yeah. how his father treated him and the father he wants to be. It's a very awesome journey. It's a nice tribute to Sean Connery and his yeah. character. Actually, I, I really liked that. This movie is great. People are mean. <laughs> and and like, look at this practical effects. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about this movie being a CG mess. It is not. It is not. It's it's chock full of. This is a better motorcycle chase in in, uh, in the last movie. I do like this sign. Oh, oh yeah, by far. Because like, wasn't I saying that like? Um, I, I love that the co- Soviets are busting up an anti-Soviet thing. An anti. Well, it's this is like this was like Red Scare stuff. So it's it's like almost like a panic, but like the irony is they really have they actually really do have Soviets there. <laughs> But I, I find it funny because oh this this really got me when I saw yeah. the whole and the look that he gives him like that's my friend don't laugh yeah just <laughs> <laughs> that Harrison says, Ford does it that has scene a good says so much with no dialogue yes yeah people are just mean this movie's great I agree I agree I I. I it's it's fully it's it's a full Indiana Jones movie it doesn't it it adds to it adds to everything in the way every other one added to the one before it so I like this little joke here of just like oh hey Dr. Jones can I ask you a question about your class 
Archaeology students. <laughs> it also, it also, th it also hints that like, eh, some other shit's gone down on campus before. <laughs> Professor Jones <laughs> right? is famous for. There's the mask that they find on the dude later. It's in the book. I never noticed that. Because they find him in that gold mask, and I didn't realize it was in the book here. Cool. It's almost like they made a movie. <laughs> I have I have books from my dad that look they they don't look as as you know beautifully, but I have you know field notes from my dad from places he's been in like picking stuff up and little drawings on it. <laughs> nope, that's the next movie. <laughs> Leave it to Fox to write a riddle in a dead language. Followed I like how they also set up that mutt non idiot. Um, the name no, he... Mutt, uh, can we also say the name Mutt is genius? Oh, it's a genius name. Because it's exactly like it, it hides who thing. he is. Yeah, it's the same thing. He's named after the dog. Or, you know, he's named after a dog. Mm. I'm more minted as, um, like, it's a way to hide that he's actually a purebred, huh? Um, oh. That he's actually a Jones. Because um, uh -oh. he goes by Mutt Williams, which is a name he chose. Um, <clears throat> but what I was going to say is, I like how they don't make Mutt an archaeologist type. But that doesn't mean that he's not smart. No, he's he's it, very smart, and he's also interested in all of this too. Like, yeah, he, you can but see he's his... not. But he's not interested in it in a way where it's like book learning. He's interested in a way because he talks about like I struggled in school. I went to all the best schools, and it, that's actually a very progressive message of, you know, not school is not for everybody, but a lot of people have like really truly learn from like on the field knowledge See, as soon as you saw those nazca things you knew there was going to be ancient alien stuff in there if you're that a fan of that stuff and this is just like this is from the like chariots of the god book that i would read when i was a kid mm -hmm. but it's, i like but I, I like this about mud because he has he's he's smart and he has very specialized knowledge he just has never been taught the way that he needs to be taught and so, so much of this, like all this with Indy is he's learning. He wants to know why these people are not speaking the Spanish that he knows. He wants to know that. But it's he doesn't want to know it in a classroom. He wants to learn it in this way. And, and I, th I find that's a very interesting character for him. So this here, whereas I rode with Pancho Villa, I guess that's an episode of uh, Young Indiana Jones. Oh, so really? Is, is it? Yeah. So this is a tie-in. I'm hoping in the new movie that Indy loses an eye to shore it up with Young Indiana Jones because it Young Indiana Jones episodes, I guess, would start out with an old... Somebody else... It might have been Harrison Ford, but it was somebody in old age makeup with an eye patch writing in Indiana Jones's diary. I like that. She thinks I'm some kind of goof or something. That's... that that Like... I, the, the dialogue, it's not like overly 50s style, so it doesn't sound affected, but it, it's like... It's... 
him saying goof, just the, the use of that word is, is oh, awesome. Yeah. This is such a good line of dialogue and such yep. good advice. It's such good advice to not like do the things that are, like people tell you. You know, I I always tell people that like because as I was saying, like school's not for everybody and stuff. But the thing is, is that there are different kinds of knowledge, and just because some knowledge is considered like low class or whatever, or like low brow or or blue collar, doesn't mean it's bad knowledge. Like, I don't know how to fix a car. So people who know how to fix cars has a completely different kind of knowledge than I do. And it's incredibly important. And I, I, I love that, that thing of, like, you can, as long as you love it, like, you can, like, make anything out of your life. Yeah. And because there's so many different kinds of knowledge. And that's what this movie does so well. Like, Indy has his very specific kind of knowledge. But, like, um, Mutt oftentimes shows his very specific times of knowledge and he's very good at he's a very perceptive person and he's also their ride for like half their movie <laughs> because that's his knowledge is fixing motorcycles and like keeping them up and it's just as important as like what india is doing because they wouldn't be able to get to a lot of point a and point b's <sighs> at first i was like do all this say red rum and then i had to like look at them <laughs> i was like red rum Look how much emotion he has, because, like, Ox is essentially, like, one of his three dads. Yeah, like, uh, Ox was, sounds like the guy he really looked up to, you know. Mm -hmm. and he, uh, Ox sounds like he was kind of, uh, well, I don't know, he's, like, supposed to be the same age as, as Indy. They were supposed to be, like, college buddies. By the way, you said that John Hurt doesn't do much in this movie. He does uh, a hell of a lot. Yeah. I really he, enjoy. He plays I like when he play, when he's deranged. He's he's doing a good job at being deranged, but John well, John John Hurt, John Hurt is was yeah he was an amazing actor. And the thing is like the way you set it up, I thought he was just gonna be in here for like like a minute no, tops. No, and like just, he kept being in the movie. I was like, isn't he like supposed to die or something? <laughs> no, he's in the movie the like a good amount of time, but like he doesn't get to like really be i mean he's playing a part and he does a he does he does a job really well of being a guy who's sort of addled and like is like sort of like probably like sort of interdimensional you know he's sort of mm -hmm. in communication with the aliens at the same time and as such he does good but it doesn't give him a lot when he you know, he, he actually starts to get a little more in interesting when he becomes Oxy again, because you're like, okay, here's a character other than, you know, just sort of this childlike character. It just seemed like they had an actor like William Hurt, but it doesn't, it, I, it doesn't like, I don't look at, at that as a deficit of the movie because John Hurt just played a that role, you know? Oh yeah, there, there isn't it was really more that, the way you phrased it. I thought he was only gonna be in the movie for like two minutes, and like when he yeah, kept being in no, the movie, he, I was like, "Wow, he's in this it, live." What was Chris just, talking about? I, <laughs> I just don't think it was much of a like. It was a probably a fun role for John Hurt to do, but not just a not very a challenging meat, role. Not, not like a meaty role. Yeah, this part, 
in the theater looked a little faker than it does on TV. But this this this, this was the part that I thought had the most like George Lucas episode one feel to it. Okay. This is this is another part where they do a weird thing where they had a great reading of the the a line and then they use a, a lackluster reading of it in here where it would have been good. I love that shot. I love how they handle these because they were talking about like how like the people like the living dead or whatever. So I was like, are these fucking zombies? So I was like, really, I love the reveal that they're not zombies. They're just locals protecting the space. And I thought that was a and really... And they're kind of like kids. They they almost seem like they're kids. They almost seem like they're all like right? 16 years old. Like that and super spry. And... Though I always like wonder in these, like why doesn't Indy explain what he's doing? Of course, I would take away the action sequence, but just being yeah. like, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to help. Though I could also see the locals just being like, oh, fuck you, colonizers. But I love this reveal that, like, they're actually, like, people. Because I was like, oh, my God. Because, I, I, you know, I went into this like, expecting aliens. So, like, when I heard Living Dead, I was like, oh, my God, are they bringing in fucking zombies, too? Like, what is happening? And I was like, no, they're people. And I was like, ah, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. Ah! <laughs> this is great. This is a brutal way to die, by the way. Yeah. Very Indiana Jones. Like, that's brutal. But why would you have poison on that side of the dart? I think you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I like that. Okay, no, okay, problem over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that was the one Right thing here, I this thought... side. You're a teacher? Part-time. He goes, part-time. And, and, the, and <clears throat> in the trailer, he goes, part-time. And it's totally Indiana Jones. It's funny. <clears throat> and they did the like one quarter energy reading of it in this in the movie. If you go back and watch the the original trailer of it, and where he says you're a teacher, he goes part time. It's it's classic. It's iconic. So my my one thing about like the living people um, is how fast that problem was solved. Like that was. Like I, I was expecting them to like come back out or like attack them here, but no. like it's just like here's the gun, and the guy was like, "All right, we'll have fun robbing us, bye," and then they, yep. they don't come back. We're just we're just on to the next thing. On I like how thing. this looks like a heart. I actually thought it was yep. living until I realized it wasn't. Well, it also it also recalls the last movie when the blades were about to just come out, and 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 really, when are you gonna have an indie movie if you don't have this scene right here with a corpse in the wall? Mm. But yeah, I, I did think that that last like scene was kind of resolved a little bit too fast and too easy. I have I was wondering if this is true, where like yes, the, the big scorpions are not as poisonous as small scorpions. Yes, although I don't think there's many. I don't know if there are really any scorpions that are like deadly, deadly scorpions. Although some like. I've always been under the impression that, like, unless you ha are like allergic to a scorpion, it's just very. It can the worst it gets is very, very painful. Do you know what really fucking hurts? I, I can't like. Uh, is it is it millipedes or centipedes that have like the bajillions of legs that look like little like crawling like eyebrows? 
both uh, the millipedes have are the more eyebrow looking ones. A bite from one of those fucking sucks. I actually have a scar for, on my foot from wow. a bite from one of those, and it was so painful. And it it scarred over, and I still have the scar. Like that was a mean little fuck. Oh, uh, something this is, I was gonna... this is true too that they used to oh, bite yeah. the skulls to. Yeah, something I meant to say in the last scorpion scene was they have a lot of shots of Shia LaBeouf's crotch getting assaulted in this. <laughs> yes, yes. First by like. First by scorpions, and then later on during the bike chase, I was just like, "Somebody have a thing about like with Shia LaBeouf's crotch, like getting assaulted? Like uh, why is that a thing?" It, it, like Indy's crotch has gotten assaulted. We had a little bit of uh, River Phoenix crotch, crotch humor in the last one with the rhino horn, and so so I guess it's on on track. I guess. I do. Is it sad that this is like one of my favorite indie puzzles because it's so simple? It's not stupid, but it actually makes sense. I don't know why. This is very cool to me. Where it's just like crawl across the thing, I guess. I don't know. I love it. In the backpack. I, I love know. how. I love. So I simple. love. Like, he cap. Like, Shia LaBeouf captures, like. Like, he's like, wow. Like, people like everybody else is usually jaded in indie movies he's just like ooh. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's on the simplest indie puzzle ever it's just a teeter totter <laughs> but i don't know like it's a, i like the simplicity of it because other things are like i must jump here like three steps back and do a cha-cha real smooth now i like this this scene here because it shows that much intuitive two sets of footprints but they're the same size, so it could have been the same person. Like, that shows his intuitiveness. He's not a bad character. Did people not like him? People hated him because really? I think they were equating him with his real-life personality, which was obnoxious. It wasn't... It was just after this movie he was doing a lot of I like performance yeah. art stuff, but he's, yeah. he's got, like, we're getting fights and like remember he was supposedly like holes. like taken advantage of by a woman and what he like left him like he was just like set himself in a chair in an art gallery and told people to do whatever they wanted mm -hmm. and uh i love this effect i just want to cut in here of the guy looking perfectly preserved and then just rapidly aging yeah yeah it's a cool little effect this was when we used to when we used to mine Herkimer diamond crystals. You had to pull them out of the ground and put them in cool water because they've been underground for so long at a stable temperature or cool temperature that if they heated up too fast, they just crack into crack into pieces and fall apart. Uh, global warming happened. The air is super polluted, child. <laughs> Though I do find it funny because he's like, do you have a knife? As if the thing he's been flopping around for a third of the movie, like he knows he has a yeah. knife. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, so so about the, the crystal skull is that it's clearly not magnetized now. But I yeah, think this... it's when, when people are either thinking about it or looking for it. Like there's an intuitive, like, like the skull is aware when things are yeah. looking or, or aware of it. Well, I got a theory. This The way he's sitting there, it's very evocative of the movie Alien when they found an alien that like a mummified alien and which John Hurt was in that movie and uh, which also which is also like sort of, you know, hinting ahead at the aliens later on. But it's really subtle. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't think I. I think it's part of the psychic nature. Like right now, the skull wants to be found. Yeah. So it's it's choosing yeah. to be magnetized. Well, I'm gonna say all the all the Indiana Jones movies, except for for <laughs> that that really there isn't much agency to Indiana. He serves a purpose in this, whereas the skull has to get back to the alien but of course it's the russians who put the the russian who puts the alien skull back on but in all the movies except for for uh the second one he's really just along for the ride and all the all the all the relics can take care of themselves the only movie that he actually does something and has agency in it and the end result is in in the second movie where he brings the Sankara stones back to the village and you know fixes everything up and saves the kids. In these ones, he's just sort of a witness, or or he's just there to sort of help help the thing along in whatever it has to get done, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is, but as far as like the bad guys, in in three out of the four um, Raiders movies, there's really no worry about like if the russians got a hold of the skull they probably wouldn't have been able to use it to take over everybody's minds because it wouldn't have let him right so so there's no danger to it it's just it's just the ride you're along with the ride of you know indiana jones was there to witness this happening he was there to witness um uh, the you know the crash of the alien spaceship and uh, oh what the hell is the name of that town? I don't know where it's, uh, Roswell. Roswell, yeah, he basically was saying that he was looking at the stuff from Roswell, you know, mm. and so it's just like he's just sort of a witness of of all these. <gasps> he's the Watcher <laughs> from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, sorta. <laughs> He's just, he's just, a, I guess, maybe a good enough, he's an ethical enough person to where, you know, he becomes the agent of, of righteousness in, in all these situations where everybody's either, you know, an opportunist or, or outright evil. Or maybe the skull is just a fan of Harrison Ford and the skull is just like, oh, oh my God, Harrison Ford, take me with you. Oh my God. I'm kidding. The Russians are like, oh, good, we got our buddy back. I hate being in this country. I don't know what's going on. This guy will protect us. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike unlike Miss Flaky, who's just been bullshitting us for years and we've had to watch us. At least this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, these kinds of shots, you can tell they're kind of suji. But it doesn't bother me, because... I don't know. 
It depends on what you really care about. Like, the matte paintings are always, like, beautiful and stuff. See, like, okay, okay, I'm going to talk about Mac for a second. So he's trying to tell Jones in a very subtle way that he's acting as a double agent. My question is why? Because does he... If, Just in case he's covered, potentially has to cover his ass in the future, and he, he know he knows Indiana Jones too, and yeah, he knows Indiana Jones. Might, he, he's just trying to cover all his bases on whoever's gonna be, whoever's gonna be on top. He wants to make sure he's aligned with them, so he he's can get in to the for gold. fame and glory. Yes, fortune and glory. Fortune and glory. That's what it is. But. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he's pretending to be drunk here too. I think he pretended to be drunk so he could wander in here, and the Russians wouldn't take him seriously that he was just drunk talking to him. Mm-hmm. It's what the conquistadors were after. I love how he says conquistadors. He doesn't say conquistadors. He says conquistadors. It makes me laugh. I will forever call them conquistadors. I love Kate Blanchett, but I wish she was actually like, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to all the Jones girls, like everyone has like, comparing them all to each other, like comparing her to the Nazi villain of the last movie, the Nazi villain was way more active and doing shit and stuff like that. And I love Kate Blanchett, but she's Well, she had to have kind of really, a romantic lead thing. She's just. She's just one note evil. Yeah. And that's why I kind of wish they did more with her psychic stuff, just to give her something else, because she's just like, hello, I am one note evil, and I guess I'm psychic, but I don't actually know, but I'm evil. Look at me. Which sucks, because Kate Blanchett is an amazing actress and stuff, but they don't really give her much. Because at least, like, I'm going to say a hot take, you ready? Willie is more active and does more and is more of a character than Kate Blanchett's villain and that's saying something because i do not like will yet <laughs> all she does all she is is sort of a uh pursuing in this movie she's just pursuing and then she gets her i like how they have the tape tape rolling in the background mm-hmm. she's like aliens <laughs> it's the aliens meme of the guy the guy with the crazy hair holding up his hands going Aliens. <laughs> Can you imagine how great it must be to be another actor and then coming onto the set and seeing Harrison Ford dressed as Indiana Jones, them setting up the lights so his silhouettes on the on the cloth and stuff. It's it would be just like awesome. It would be like you know the Star Wars that, set. I actually thought that shot was a bit much. <laughs> like I think this is a little bit of an overkill of a shot. Actually. Yeah, there's a yeah. It's consistent though. So. Did they just, like, when they had all these aliens, they just took their skin off? Is that, like, is that why they just have, like, 13 alien skins and all the skeletons were left behind? There's also a a lot of alien lore that alien bodies are, like, weird, like, almost like hollow. They're almost like fake. They're almost like a fake body. They'll have, like organs in them but they're just sort of like a collection of cells they have no function or anything almost like they're like a grown vessel or something so it's they're definitely playing on a lot i love how like the russians are are like having like having fun 
Yeah, Nazis were not allowed to have fun. No, Nazis didn't. Although I'm sure, like, they were I, having fun at their book burning. I was, I was just seeing a thing about like during World War II, the Nazis used to have cruises for for like citizens and stuff to like have them have fun <laughs> to make sure they were having fun. And I was watching this about it, one of their cruise ships where with 10,000 people got torpedoed by the Russians and all but like a thousand people died. Like it was like 10 times the number of people or like three times the pe- number of people in in uh, Titanic and 9-11. Dang. Pardon me a second. I got to blow my nose. Here's the thing. <laughs> Hi, this is Chris is blowing his nose. We can <laughs> That's fine because this is actually kind of a silly scene, but is it though? Is it how is this scene any different from Temple of Doom where Indy gets mind controlled by weird juice and he can only be free when he gets burned with a torch and he's very very weird for like five whole minutes. Is this really a worse scene than that? I don't think so. <laughs> No, this is, and he gets a he gets a little information imparted by communing with the skull. Yeah, and to me, this is no different from him getting brainwashed in Temple of Doom. So, like, if if people have problems with like this scene, do people have problems with this scene? Because that's the not thing. as like, much. Not I haven't heard complaints about this scene because it's no different than Temple of Doom to me, where he gets mind controlled. Like, we, we, we and, got, and that's a, the thing. We got that's one a, other big problem coming up that people hate coming up pretty soon but that's the thing about this movie is again it's all the trappings of the other movie but why is it weird when aliens are actually the most logical thing in our universe compared to magic god they didn't want a science fiction thing they wanted a supernatural thing that i mean there's people who are like they just that they they didn't want it to be different they wanted it to be like to be one of the like but I guess classic. To me... I don't know what 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 like they didn't have many like things left to from like the Abrahamic that they, they could have like a Muslim relic or something like that. But like, come on, and the crystal skulls are a real thing. They're actually so has, not. They're they're, they're, they're nothing actually... like this. They they, yeah. they look nothing like this. They're pretty amazing. Most of them are fakes. They're all fakes because as of right now, there's no proof that any of them are real. Because they're all because like all the crystal skulls we know about are so like supposedly the lore is that they were made by like the Mayans and stuff like that. But all the carbon dating of all of them is like the 1300s and later. Well, how do you carbon date those crystals? Because the crystals are millions. Or, of years old. however, however they they, they, they the like date the carving what, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? No, I shouldn't say carbon dating. Well, like, like whatever stuff they from use Central to America and South America, there's so much, um, so many artifacts that are like faked oh. from that part of the world. I wanted to say, sorry, sorry, let me slide in here. When Ox says Henry right there, I'm slightly interpreting that as him talking about Mutt, not this Henry. Yes, yes. That, and, 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 and notice he keeps saying Henry Jones Jr. Henry Jones Jr. There's two Henry Jones Juniors standing around there. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. My and- girl, my girl is coming up. My girl is coming up. I want to die looking good, ma'am. 
Stab me, stabby mama. You heard him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was. I love this. And let me tell you, she pulls it off. Like she, she does. Is, she is right there. She is. She has not missed a beat as Marion. Like no. the moment her very first line, I was like, "My Marion is here! Yay!" What are you doing? I like how they put Bob in quotes, <laughs> Mom. I like how they have this little arguments, and all the Russians are just standing there, like, "Um, we're trying to threaten you here," and they're like, "No, hold on, we're having a moment. Shut up, Mom." <laughs> I love that. I've had a whole life outside of you. <laughs> God, she has not missed a beat. No. And she has all the same, like, sash and sass. I, lo I love it. What, I are you wish... looking for a date? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. She... I just want to say, Mr. Jones, the reason she got kidnapped in the first movie is because you took her out of the fight and put her in a truck that got her kidnapped. Excuse you. She was doing just fine. See, she, you, there's a lot of like people who believe in or are fascinated with the supernatural that are grifters. And I think that's what she is. She is cause she's like automatic writing. I should have, you know, I should have known that, you know, so she's, she's steeped in this stuff, but she's, she's a, she's a grifter. I can see Although that. She, that, that she, would she, actually work for her character a lot more than what's being presented. Because like, yeah, I, I actually like that explanation that she's actually, kind of just playing the role versus being the role well she's got she's gotten power from it by way down we go oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> i saw that song today in a commercial for a like a cologne ad and i was like this is not the song for a cologne. <laughs> I do like how they all take care of Ox in this one. And because I like one of my fears was like, oh, my God, if we're actually going to be carting this, I should say. No, this they, band, they're but... all close. They're all close to him. He's like somewhat yeah. important to all of them. But what I was going to But what I was going to say is I was afraid that they were going to shovel him off on Marion. But no, they all three do it equally, yeah. and Marion plays just as much as a, of a role. Which I will say, one of my most maddening things comes with the ch the chase leader, where they're all like, "Marion, why are you going towards the river in this car that is very fucking clearly a boat?" It's it's <laughs> yes, an amphibious boat? vehicle. Yeah, like, but there's a there's a there's the military, and you don't know what this vehicle is. I'm not in the military, and I know what the you're in a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it because she's doing what Indy usually does and everybody else is like, no, no, you're crazy. But she does have a plan and it, it's also a crazy plan, but it has, you know, she's thought it through. But See, it I love that. I love this. So they're all just ready to help him. They're all just like, yes, okay. 
They well, they do, they do this in Last Crusade too, like or and and I think also in Ark of the Covenant where it was just like, well, we all need to move forward together. We're all here, yeah, yeah. Well, so we might as yeah. well move forward. I okay, I love this. I love. Look at his head. Look at Mutt's head. Just tick, 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 turning, turning. Basically, like Indiana Jones. He's. This is where he's like. He's just like. Because yeah, this is I where Indy like has gone. We need action. And, well, and this, this is where this is where Indy is becoming his father. Where he's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna nerd. I'm gonna nerd out. And he's getting lost in the nerding out. Where Indy had to step in and be like, Dad, let's fucking fight. Well, now they've changed. Where Indy's in his father's position, he's yeah. no one nerding out. And but, Mud is like, oh, let's just go. <laughs> Why are we here? But like, they go along with it. <laughs> they they also know that like. I love that he nerds out here too. And he's like, well, yeah. quicksand is blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, shut up. What is it, quicksand? I'm calm. No, it's a dry sand. I'm sinking, but, but I'm calm. It's a mix of sand, mud, and water. And depending on the viscosity, it's not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word viscosity too. I love the whole snake bit. Yeah. Spray. It's so clearly a fake snake. It's clearly a fake snake, but like the I love that the tough guy when he's reduced to baby level, they have to all pretend it's a rope. And he knows that he's pretending it's a rope, and everybody just humors him and is just like, Okay, dad, it's a rope. But I also like that um the reason I like it so clearly a fake snake because it feels like the eighties me the movie. It feels like Raiders because yeah. it's so clearly fake. You can you can do that with a real snake anyway. You know it would. Yeah, the re- the real snake will be like ow ow. It would be then... angry and it would probably hurt the snake and, <laughs> to yeah. pull that much weight out. But it would, yeah. Yeah, so here's like the kind of like half hour period where Indy becomes his father. Because yes. he's just like, oh my god, and I don't think it's because he's being mean. I think he's just panicking like, oh my god, I have a son. Uh, I need to know how to parent. Well, parent, he also he parent. also now knows after the last movie, he knows better not to, and he just lost his own father. He knows not to, he doesn't want to uh, repeat the mistakes of his father. See, that's a real snake. And the thing is, is he falls into the same trappings of his father because he gives him such good advice earlier of just like, you know, don't let people tell you what your your path is. Like, if school's not for you, that's okay. And then he immediately goes, I have to finish school because I don't know yeah. how to parent and I guess that's what dads do. <laughs> like, it's him panicking. And... No, yeah, well, no, yeah, he's got a dog in the game now. Mm-hmm. I like how they're like, it's a rope. Hold tight. It's slimy, though. That look that she gives him when he says son, too. Because he also clearly doesn't hear him say son, which is why they're having to right. explain it later. <laughs> Right. Well, like at this from this point on, Marion is just enjoying it. Marion's just like, you know what? We're back in the saddle. <laughs> and she's just <laughs> she's, she's having just the watching. best time. She's with 
she's the proxy of the audience where she's just like I love like <clears throat> haven't seen this guy in action in a long time this is great and and it works really well it is it doesn't feel super pandery all right we're getting into more I love this the this whole sequence where they they fight and then they instantly start working together Oh yeah, and I love this whole part of this fight too. And the and the poor soldier is just like, shut up! I'm stuck with all three of you. Please shut up, because it also feels like a good callback to the first movie when he like reties up Marion and she's just like yelling at him through the gag. Like, there's so many like little callbacks to the previous movies. See, if I was the soldier guy, I'd just be watching because I I love drama. That's not mine. Yes, I, yes. And so I'd be watching, be like, yes. But there's clearly like they're they're playing the soldier, like you know, they're trying to get him off their. Like Marion's in on what what's happening here. <laughs> I love that those words stuck in his head so good that he could read them right back. He could just read oh, them right yeah. back to him. Because it meant something to him to have Indy saying yeah. that. Yeah, it's this is so well written. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that the I love that the gag doesn't even. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets their fucking <laughs> I wonder if that was how it was supposed to land or it just happened to land that I way. I thought it was gonna be a gag where it went out and fell out into the road and just like well Yeah, I'm wondering if it like it was supposed to land on his shoulder. That's something I I, if anybody knows the answer to that, please leave a comment because I'm actually curious if it was supposed to land on his shoulder and they just kept it in. I love this line. This is my favorite line. This one. Ah, my heart! My see, yeah, look at her. See the, she's exactly. having the best. She's she's so, and Charlotte Boss looks at Mutt looks at her like mom. Like Mutt gives her such a look of like no mom, no. I love that him throwing people out of a car is such a thing that you don't even have to show it anymore. You just have to show the the thing jerking around and you know he's punching people in the face. She's right back into it too. God, I love yeah. that. I, yeah. I love I really hope they're still like together and shit. I like how he's just looking and going, look at my mom go. Right? <laughs> Scooch over. I don't know. Some some of these gave me like Hamilton vibes too of just like, I'm not your son. Oh. There's that's so many a nice times. shot. That's, a, that is that's a, a nice shot. That's such a nice shot, but there's a few times where they do that, and I'm just like, one too many. Because like yeah. another car goes that, over, and I'm just like, you that, guys should a, have like There's a little bit of one too many in this whole sequence coming up here. This is one. This is one of the most hated sequences 
Really? It, yeah, people fucking hate. I this. I could I could understand the monkeys, like the monkeys that, and the vibes that's, swinging. That's the, they hate the monkeys. I love the monkey. I love monkeys. My and now now I can make a third, at least three out of four of our photoshops of of like monkey <laughs> our faces, and I can put my face on a monkey at least for yeah. this one too. My thing is that um, it's not the monkeys. I think the monkeys are fine. Mine is the vine swinging, so I was like, there's no way that you were able to catch up with those cars. He like, he, he cuts them off at the pass, I guess. But yeah, I yeah. Guess. It, it's, but this not, thing like, is again, so clearly a fucking boat! <laughs> not not really. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a uh, amphibious vehicle. But that it wasn't the point that, that they were going towards the water. It was the point that, like, you have to drive off a cliff to do it. Chase scene than Last Crusades, and I love that movie. Like the motorcycle scene in Last Crusade, which felt long. More than the mo the, the this one, it switches back and forth between feeling kind of real, like here, although that's have it's it's all but like to being like green screened. Like this feels more real, although this is all super CGI processed. This this looks more real. I mean that's a that's a tricky nice CGI scene with the whole background turning as the camera turns. And okay. and I like the setup. I just sorry I'm gonna slide in. I like the setup from earlier where they they set up that Mutt knows how to use swords. So it's not yes. a, like a surprise thing. It was it was properly set up earlier in a very and, nice piece of dialogue. And that's another thing is is like she's not really a master swordsman. She's just competent. You know they're both. He's really good, but he's a kid. But, like, he pretty much, like, fights her to a draw. So she's probably, you know, it's probably just her thing. She's probably not, like, a master swordsman who could just, like... If she was, she could probably make short work of Mutt. But, like, no, he 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 really puts her to, puts her to the test. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Almost doesn't make it. But, like, it's so, it's not, like, it'd be one thing if they didn't set up the scene earlier where, like, Mutt was talking about, like, his school life. Because then it would be out of left field, like, why do you have a sword? But no, like, it it, it makes sense. And, like, this was one of the things, because, like, yes, Harrison Ford is clearly older and there is a different kind of energy. But what they do is they compensate his lower energy and his age by letting other people be part of the action scene. Yes. So by letting Mutt be part of this action scene, it actually takes off the burden of Indy having to do all the action. Yeah. And I and I like that because Marion's part of this too. She's part of, and I like that she's a mom here. She's like, watch your footwork, sweetie. Like she goes slightly toddlers and Tierra's mom for like half a second. She's like, your footwork, honey, your footwork. <laughs> like everybody is sharing the weight of the action sequence. So it doesn't feel old, you know? Um, versus, like, when it was just the motorcycle chase, which, again, I love Last Crusade, but that was one of the scenes which I thought that could have been trimmed down because it was just indie. So very quickly it becomes one note, but because this action sequence is spread between, like, four different people helping indie, um, it, it separates it, and it feels like it moves faster. And this is the other scene where I was like, wow, they really just like beating the crap out of Shia LaBeouf's crotch. A little ball torture for Shia LaBeouf. I think all the people that would hate him would love it. So everyone hates the vine-swinging monkeys. 
hates it. Hates it. Like it killed the movie for a lot of people. That in the in the in the refrigerator killed the movie. I like how Marion's just like, oh. Fuck you! And then she immediately goes for the gun. Oh, it's such a. This is such a great sequence. Hey, I got the just they look at each other. Marion hits the brake, and then she just goes straight for the fucking gun. Like that's so great. That's such a good scene. Like ah. Uh, I, I will say the the vine swinging and the vine swinging took me out of it a little bit, but not enough for me to hate the movie. Like that that was probably the part of this where I was just like, nope. <laughs> I like that when he punches men, when they punch men, it's all like that hard like punch punch, and then when she punches Charlotte off, it's like duke duke duke. Duke. And I was like, why doesn't she give hard punching sounds? Which apparently I saw people complaining about the hard punching sounds. I was like, the punching sounds that are in every single Indiana Jones movie? What? Yeah. Why, yeah, why yeah. are you so mad at this? It's an I like Indiana Mutt, Jones movie. I like that Mutt got his scar too. Like Indy got his chin scar. He's got his scar from her sword. But he's intuitive. He learns, and that's what I like about Matt. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't like this scene. But he learns from. He like sees what the monkeys are doing, and he's just like, oh, well, then I'll learn too. I don't think it all. It, it I'm nowhere defending it because I, I don't like the vines. But it's no, listen, fine. listen. Where they are, the for, where the forces that are working, the monkeys are the force of nature. They're like, come on, we're. You know, you're on the good guy's side. We're going to show you what's going on. It's cheesy. It's cheesy it's, as hell. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> maybe maybe it's the skull calling out to the monkeys. Like, yeah. Being, like help yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nature is... The very nature of where they are is on their side. I, I like how Ox is just like, Wee! This is fun. Smartest Russian ever. Like, bye. Yep, yep. I, I see where this is going. <laughs> Especially in an Indiana Jones movie. I think it was this shot. Because I was like, how are you going to catch up to them? It doesn't show him, like, turning. He goes right, straight yeah. at them. I think if it showed him, like, looking through and, like... Like panning over and seeing like where they're going and there's no one them there, that would have made it at least slightly better. But the way it's shot, it looks like he's going straight at them and it's making me go, "There's no way you can catch up with them." But if it had him like looking, like looking at them and like looking left and see, seeing like, where they're going, see, that would have been different. The monkey's attacker. Yeah. Uh, one of the monkeys actually like <laughs> drags his balls across her face the way he climbs over. Her. It's really rude. I like that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> These ants are insane. I See, love them. This this is the great this is the great gross out part of the Yeah, every Indiana Jones is a great <clears throat> I love that she kills one with her thighs. And I'm yes. like, Some, someone did their thigh master this morning. Yes. Anybody who's ever seen the documentaries about these these actual ants? They're crazy, man. They, these are, they are they are they are not quite like this in this movie, but they are pretty close in like deadliness. 
but yeah, this like this is great. It plays on people's fears and Oh yeah. Like they ants are people underestimate ants. They're very deadly in a group. Ants are one of the most fa fascinating creatures on Earth. I've got this giant book by one of the greatest ant anthropologists ever that's one of the most fascinating things to just open up and read. I, um... And so... here's the... Here's the uh, Here's the obligatory big guy fight with Indiana Jones for every movie. Like, uh, I I had uh, broken my phone screen, so I had taken it to get repaired. And they were playing, like, this nature documentary, and it was very interesting because they were like, we literally can't comprehend how many ants on there are on Earth because yes. they outnumber us, like, a thousand to one. Like, a thousand ants per person, and that's enough. And that's the, and they're like, that's our lowball <coughs> That's what estimate. we know of. Yeah. That's yeah, there's way more and we do not know about them. Like there's ant colonies that just take up acres and acres of of land. You know, just I love I love that that Oh what a horrible way to die. <laughs> And I like how they work together to make a little ant bridge. The one thing is, how do they... The, they, they really shouldn't know that she's up there. Yeah. But... That's still. fine. Maybe the skull is telling him, like... The the, ant, the skull is just like, there she is, ants, yeah, go get yeah. her! I actually thought there was going to be a moment where, like, Indy, like, held his... The guy's head down in the ants. Yeah. Well, you know where he's going. You know, the oh, answer, yeah, the answer, the helicopter blade. He even does the hold up his hand. Like, oh, that's the most me. painful getting yeah. picked up by the ear. Oh, that's the most, you know, Indy gets the shit beaten out of him for four movies, but it's the ear grab that gets yeah. me the most. Yeah, yeah. Actually, ants have really good senses of smell. They might be able to smell her. I love this. Bam. <laughs> Someone did her thigh master. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, in her, I think it's Jane. Who, who's the actor? You know that like that kind of V-shape like thigh exercise thing from the nineties where Jane Fonda or whatever. I don't know if she did. Yeah. A... <coughs> she had the Jane Fonda workout. I don't know if she did a thigh master. It was just, it was like one of those like things where it's like a V and you just squeeze it between your thighs. But the actress was on a morning show and they're like, "Oh, so do you use it?" And she was like, "Yeah, of course I do." And they're like, and she's like, "Oh, there's my husband." And they're like. Which one's your husband? She was like, him with his squished face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived in a house with with a girl who would, her friends would come over. They were all drummers and they would come over every morning and do the Jane Fonda workout. And I would wake up every morning to hearing clump, 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 clump upstairs in the Jane Fonda workout Ugh. tape playing. That is the worst death. Yeah, I don't think the ants carry you back to the hole like that. I think they pretty much sort of chew you up on the spot, but that's good. I like that they bring him his hat back. He doesn't even check it for ants. I would be looking, I would be shaking that sucker out and looking at it, but he knows he's got the skull, so he's... See, now he's carrying John Hurt. I, I like yeah. that they all take care of him at different points. Yeah. It's not just shoved off on Marion. 
I feel like if this was like the 80s movie, it would have been shoved off on. Yes. Marion. Yes. No, this is this is truly like more like a true once they all get together. It's a true ensemble piece. I are, are the Russians climbing down the wall to get away from the ants. Is that is that what's happening? Yeah. OK, because my thing about that is, is then what? They tried to get towards the water. Okay, because my thing about that is, is, like, okay, that makes more sense. Never mind. Because I saw her climbing the vine, and the ants knew she was there, so I was like, what's stopping them from going over the side after the Russians? I like this added bonus. You. I. And look how proud she is. <laughs> yeah. I love Marion in this movie. She's so well, good. she's also gloating because she's like, there, how does it feel, Jones? You know? Right. right. Got a little taste of your own medicine. And I was right. Way down we go. I do like this scene. This this we get more, more into Temple of Doom, like, just ridiculous, like, they shouldn't survive this. But once again, what, 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 how, ma how many things have, it, have they done that they shouldn't survive, so... And this is, remember when I was like in watching Temple of Doom, I'm like, oh, I thought they, they, they went down three waterfalls. I was thinking of this movie. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, I thought there were more waterfalls in there. And I was getting it confused with this movie. John Hurt looks like our fiddle player in our band in that shot. I like showing them all crawling back in, like, uh yeah. John Hurt puts his necklace back on. <laughs> Holds his hat. Like Niagara Falls, yeah. Like how he, how he takes off his hat and they. That is a gorgeous shot. I do like her slight moment of shock here, though. She's just like, ah, ah, yep. I would be too. Yeah. John Hurt's having the best time. You okay? Babe. Let go. Blue eyes and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the golden vision reappears. I'm sorry. It looks like this, this is having a runny nose. That's what I feel like. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. If it's gonna, like, I was looking at the the weather and it's gonna be single digits here. My God, how fucking cold is it gonna be at your house? Oh, it's gonna be pretty cold. It's been pretty cold. Yeah, every everybody here's got this cold where they're all full of snot. Everybody at no, work no, I mean like the actual weather cold. Oh yeah, it's it's really cold. Oh, it's yeah. not. It's not super cold, but it's. It's, it's gonna be it's definitely winter now. The week of uh, the the actual like day, like Christmas Eve, we're gonna have single digits here in Atlanta. I can't even imagine how fucking cold it's well, for you. Up I in guess the York. upper north, upper upper West Coast is getting a, a snowstorm right now, and it's gonna go over the Midwest in the next couple days, like a huge, 
huge blizzard, but it's not making it. It's only making it like halfway across the country. But I um sorry to switch off the weather because I know the our listeners are not here for the weather. They're here for Indiana Jones. Meanwhile, they're in like a nice sultry Central American country where it's probably nice and toasty warm right now. Yeah, but. The the uh, the other kind of like tiny myth that bothered me is it's already been established that Jones knows how to to speak ancient Incan or at least modern Incan because he talks to the people in the town. So like I don't understand why he didn't talk to the locals, just being like, "We're returning this," because then I feel like that would make it more tragic when the Russians show up. Because then the the people would be like, "Oh, you're returning it. Go right ahead. We're not going to attack you." But then. When the Russian shows up, they're all slaughtered. And it'd be like, oh, those people helped him. Like, that would be, like, such a much more emotional weight than we're going to just do a callback to him running away from the natives that we've done a few times before. Like, that would have been a nice way to turn it on his head and then still make it sad. Because I still get sad that the locals get massacred by the Russians. Yeah, the locals are sort of like the guys who are, like, protecting the grail, you know? Exactly. Not really, not really enemies. But no, they, and so they like, are out so to kill you anyway. <laughs> but like, as soon as they see the skull, if he picks up and goes, "We're returning this," having a moment where they go, "Oh, go ahead," because we've already established that Indiana knows their fucking language. <laughs> Look, thirteen holding hands in a circle, singing "Kumbaya, Our Lord, Kumbaya." Yeah, I'm sitting here going, like, this was about the moment where I was like, wasn't Ox supposed to be dead by now, the way Chris set this up? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, no. he's being so active. <sighs> this is a great shot. It creeped me out. Because, again, when they were talking about, like, like the living dead, I was just like, uh, zombies? And I was like, no, they're just locals. Okay, not zombies. They're just locals who understand the element of fear for your enemies. So you look like ghosts and... Yeah, right about here, like, before they were, like, run, I would, I, like, Indiana could have been like, Hi, we're returning the skull. I don't know if that, uh, yeah... That's true, because they're so used to colonizers for thousands of years yeah, that there's yeah. no way... Why would they believe them? That's right, a, believe or trust anybody that's... Not them. They've probably got a whole religion and ideology of protecting this area, and anybody who comes in doesn't go... You know, keeping it secret. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody's got a Y at the end of their name. There should have been like the moment where Mutt was like, Mutt! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they encourage him. Yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, it was obviously on the car. And then they're like, nope, it's Mac. And I was like, oh. 
I feel like Indiana should have picked up on that sooner. <laughs> I do like when they look back, all the locals are just standing there, except for the one guy swinging his thing of like, if you come back this way, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Yeah, like he's sitting here going, where's my gold? Where's my gold? I'm waiting for Indiana to be like, I thought you were CIA. Why do you care about the gold? Yeah. CIA guys would like the gold too. <laughs> it's That's historically true. been uh, historical precedent for that. This is a good, a really cool mechanism. Time to destroy some some ancient artifacts. I like this mechanism though. Like yeah. as the sand lets out, it starts to sink because it's all being held together. I think part of this is also like if he got Mac here, it probably wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> just hands on the stone. Well, I like that he's just sort of like, yeah, Mac, you're not totally out of the woods yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Still keeping him on his toes. I like how he told him he was going to break his nose and then just break it, broke his nose, but right? his nose isn't broken anymore. That would be sticking with him through the rest of the movie if he really broke his nose. I like I like the brightly colored paint on the remnants of like you could tell in back in the old days it was like probably looked like a carnival ride. It was probably so brightly colored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is such a cool mechanism. I like the leaves coming off it too. a lot of like good visual storytelling like yeah. they don't have to be like there's spikes at the bottom that's just it shows yeah. the audience and then what's it play also like the audience people are is also... this movie is great yeah yeah i i i don't people just there's it, it's just by the time this movie came out was like just at the start of like when when scott and i started podcasting we got way more play in listeners when we were hating on something, when we were talking about something we didn't like, when we when we went on a rant about the Dark Knight movie, and how we didn't really like it, we got like a lot of attention, and and that was when people were starting to figure it hadn't been, it hadn't become a cottage industry at that in that time. But... <laughs> Sorry, I like the don't kiss my mom. Here's a skeleton. <laughs> But, yeah, there were a lot of people, you know, the internet was in full swing now and people were hating on stuff, you know, so it was, people were just ready to hate on this movie. I, I don't understand it. Why, why, why are you always trying to talk yourself out of a good time, people? It's 
fun. It really is. It is. It is made. What was this movie made for? It was made to be fun and be enjoyed, not to be taken super seriously. Why would you want to take this seriously? Especially because it's. This feels more Indiana Jones to me than Temple of Doom does. Like, this feels like the first and the third movie. Like, it feels so Indiana Jones, where the Temple of Doom has that, like, middle act that's just. It's not fun. It's, it's trying not, to be different. It's yeah. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. It feels. It's just it has child beating and like it's just not fun. And Indiana Jones is like best when it's just a riot. Yeah, when it's a, a romp, an adventure, and uh, just. Looking for reasons to not like it. I don't. I just don't get it. I. I, I will say because we were talking um, about how the last few movies made me realize how much the mummy pulled from Indiana Jones. This scene clearly makes me feel like the final scene of not the mummy but National Treasure, which is clearly oh. an Indiana Jones inspired movie too. Because in National Treasure, would like Nick Cage and all them find like the big thing. They find essentially this room where they're like, look, these things are from the Library of Alexandria in Egypt and Babylonians and blah, blah, blah. Like this clearly pulls from National Treasure, which in hindsight now makes me realize how much National Treasure pulled from the original Indiana Jones. But this kind of feels like it pulled from National Treasure (laughs) because it's this scene. Uh, is when they find it and then they're like yeah we found all these great artifacts from like ancient that have never been discovered and blah 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 and I like in here you see it's been it's been it's an interior so the colors are are more bright I love because that's the, the, the Mayans Central American ruins, all those cities were like brightly painted and like festive looking, you know? Mm-hmm. I just had a thought of watching Mac just being like, man, don't touch that. Haven't you seen Aladdin? And then my brain went, hope this is the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's glow. I used to have a a crystal, uh, like a Spencer's gift crystal ball that like swirled like that. It was beautiful, but it got broken. I remember those. I used to work at a Spencer's gift forever ago. (laughs) I was listening. They were listening to Lady Gaga at work today. The the what was it? Sticks and stones will break my bones. But whips and chains excite me, and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like Lady Gaga's music. No, that's is... uh, that's that's uh, Rihanna. That's S and Is that Rihanna? Yeah. Okay. Sticks that, and that stones song, like that break song, my bones, but whips is, and is... chains excite me. Yes, that song that's is the, that song is is that song's genre is Spencer's gift gifts. S S S S M M M. That's so stupid. What? The song? Yeah. Shut up, I love that song. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, that's fine. That's fine. But but it can still be a stupid song. It's just like a very Spencer... It's that Spencer's gift-like... It's very A of its time and B very catchy. It's one of those, like, I'm ready to catchy... 
it's catchy, like, but it's the like most pop vanilla like, hmm. like well, sticks and stones will break my bones, but S and M, you know, whips and chains excite me is a T-shirt from Spencer's Gifts. You know, it's like, it's that commercialized actually... way of being ed- like edgy and like a little <laughs> dirty, which is not. Here's uh here's a joke for Charles, sort of. So there's a joke that's been going around. Uh, there's a shirt that's been going around on the internet for a while now. And it says, don't bully me, I'll come. And it's become a joke that that's Elzar Man's shirt in the High Republic. <laughs> there you go, Charles. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy. <get> <laughs> that's fine. He's, he's, a, he's a character who canonically sleeps around. He's a Jedi that sleeps around. And he literally gets caught with his pants down during a major attack. And he has to, like, pull his pants up because he just fucked a woman as a Jedi. And he's oh, like, Jesus. oh, shit, we're under attack. I actually, this might be the hottest take. Ready? I kind of wish... The aliens did more? Is that weird to say? Because I like, like, once it gets the head put on, they're almost alive again because they're back together. And, like, they move and they sit up and stuff. But I kind of wish they did more. They're 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 interdimensional. So whatever's going on is really complicated. Like, I think, A, A, it's not a they. It's just one alien. And when they protrude into our our dimension they manifest as you know 13 13 crystal entities but they're really one entity just like you know that's the way they look in our three-dimensional reality oh, that makes so, sense. And, and they're also uh, probably out of time they're they're also probably simultaneously existing back in the Mayan days and now and in their future, back in their world, you know, it's... So they leave it really open. And plus, we're used to this ending, you know? Yeah. So we can fill, like, the the viewer can fill in a lot of the... And it's like, you might as well leave it leave it open to interpretation because... Yeah. And it's more fun that way. Yeah. And, hey, Star Wars crossover. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, they did the thing. Yeah. So they did the whole, we're going to give you a big gift, which is going to be your death. <laughs> like, this was a very Indiana Jones ending. How does, like, the thing is, this, this movie is very Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now they got to make their big escape. I like that it, it, it gives the appearance of the Mayans just sort of built, like, decorated over <laughs> the the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, you lost your chance to leave. You should have just Well, here's left. the thing is, if you're going in here to raid the lost city of gold, you're only carrying out a pocket full of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But he, a pocket full come... of shit is still going to set you up for life. Oh, yeah, 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 but, like, compared to what's in there, like, if you were really serious about raiding the City of Gold, you would be like, eh, you know, I mean, but back in this day, they couldn't even GPS their, their way back there. Welcome back, Ox. Yeah, and as soon as, it, like, it, and, like, they're definitely, like, doing pop quantum physics, they're from space, from the space between spaces. 
<laughs> or maybe you do. Who knows? But I like how he just keeps chucking people. <laughs> yeah, because the door. And you can tell he's timing it. He's timing it. He knows when it's going. Because see, he's he's got it all. He was paying attention to that while all the rest of them are just sort of sitting around. Yeah, you're gonna know. I, I do like this, like, we're going to give you knowledge, but it's going to be way too much knowledge. Go. If you're like... <coughs> <coughs> it's the standard indie. If you're pure at heart, you're going to do fine. <laughs> yeah. Once you start seeing little ghost things going into your eyes, you're 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 you're, you're a you're goner. You're, yeah, you're 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 done. Done, diddly, done, done. And then she gets too much of a good thing because she's just like, it's too much. He's just like, Indy, just just let me redeem myself. <laughs> I like, like that. That's let, a callback let... to the last movie, though. Because that's what um, his father says to him. He's like, give me your other hand. I can't do this alone. So that's a nice callback to the last yeah. movie. I like. I do like this See, shot. I'm sure, people, is... I'm sure people hated it, but I love this shot. Yeah. I don't like the actual alien because they're almost like too generic. But I guess that's what it was. This is what they looked like in that time, in the 50s. This is what... No, that's a very like... 90s alien. That's oh, really? Very... Okay. Yeah, that's a very 90s alien. Yeah, the grays. This is that's a gray alien. What, that's... Well, what about the, like the shapes though, like the big head? Was that not a 50s thing? No, no. Oh, they, interesting. They, they, no, they were more bug-eyed monsters. Was more the like, this is that that this oh, alien. Oh, like, like in Mars Attacks. Yeah, like in the 50s, people weren't having like meeting aliens, and when they were, it was very much like a stupid science fiction movie. The stories of it, it wasn't until the the late 60s and the 70s where people started. It wasn't until really Barney and Betty Hill in in the 70s when that book came out. I believe it was in the 70s that like you've got that 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 standard alien gray sort of look. And then in the 90s, they, like, for movies and stuff, they would become taller, like these ones, like, taller, thin. But that was a very 90s-looking alien right there. Mm. But this is coming after the big 90s alien thing where aliens were on, every, like, jackets and everything. They were, it was, a, it was a big deal. That's a kind of hinky shot, but... It is a little hinky, but that's fine. It's fun. Yeah. This was the shot that I had seen of the saucer. Um, this is a beautiful shot, but it's missing a little depth because they can stand so close to like the wreckage and shit. There should be a, a few more things like hitting the ground around them. I feel I the same way. Like there's a moment where like a giant boulder like hits them and like they act like nothing happened. And I'm like, no, like part of that would give it away. Like you would be knocked off your feet by that impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a little too much like they're watching a movie or something, but it looks really cool. It does look really cool. And it has that sort of effect like, yeah, this like you would get shredded in there, but it, you're almost like just just outside the like it's all taking place in, inside a very contained area or something. So, hi. Hope watches a lot of Weather Channel including like Weather Channel shows and I love watching Deadline to Disaster and it's, so there's a lot of shots of like 
people in, like in the like right on the very edge of tornadoes and they would be shredded with that kind of debris field right right like it should have the the force of being like right on the edge of and and like even but if that's, they weren't the in, like, even if the they weren't in the like... field of of the tornado or of that like the wind should still be so goddamn high yeah, but it's like almost like it's all contained within like that area that was going into the other dimension or something, I guess. But I wish they wouldn't have chose that and like had it be a little more visceral. Yeah. I also think it'd probably be hard to like kind of edit into. Oh, John Hurt, we miss you. You were such a good actor. I love that. I love that the aliens just leave a lake behind to cover their tracks. We're actually coming up to my biggest issue with the entire movie, Chris. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We're coming up to my biggest problem with the entire movie. And it, to the point where it actually, like, I yelled at the screen. It's the only time I yelled at the screen in this movie. Oh. Interesting. It's all just wrap-up. Oh, I okay, I see. I messaged you. You know what's coming. Yes, yes. I, I, I remember now. <laughs> but I will... Um, I will save it for the listeners because it's coming up in just a second. I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a very humdrum explanation for it. I'm sure that it's it was more it was just paying casting for like a for the whole thing. Yeah, getting John Rice Davies for one scene. You Don't know. spoil my thing. <laughs> well, since we're coming up to it right now. As we pull up, as Chris has hinted to you, where the fuck in this scene of Marion and Indy getting married, where the (laughs) fuck is Sala? Sala, if he is not officiating this damn wedding, he should be the best man. Where is Sala? I'm telling you, travel around the world wasn't as easy as it is today. I don't and, care. And, it's a movie. And flying, flying Sala to a, to a wedding might have been like logistically just impossible. We're short round. I would. Uh, I think this would have been great to have short round. It, this would actually have been great to have everybody, but I I think short rounds actor was still in the, his retirement phase. Like where he hadn't come back to movies at the time. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like uh, if Spielberg then... called him up, he might, that, that guy looks like Brendan Fraser slightly, like Brendan Fraser with like makeup on, like too much makeup on. I don't understand why he's so upset that they're kissing at this wedding. Like, like he has this look of like, my mother is not kissing me. But where the fuck is Sala? <laughs> I, I think I think that's how you kissed in the fifties. I like that he's like, come on, kid. Sala should have been here, like it ha- like Helen half of it, and then like Sala and his like wife and his like kids. And I liked how I did think it, this was slightly on the nose, a little too on the nose, but it's okay. Well, because this was this was this was fuck you to the to the people who were like, they were like, oh, they're gonna try to replace him, blah blah blah, and they were like, yeah, you you can't replace Harrison Ford. 
you know? Yeah. And and that's what they said. They're, they're doing the same thing with the. We'll get to it with the trailer. <gasps> I need to start pulling up the trailer because we're here. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's let's finish this movie first before we get into the trailer, um, which I'm very excited to see because I have not seen yet. But my, this is a fun movie. Like I don't. Oh, it is. It's so much fun, and it's has. This to me feels more Indiana Jones than Temple of Doom. I hate to say, like, it has all the trapping. Like, yeah, it's wonky and a little bit more CGI and stuff like that, but it feels really Indiana Jones, and I liked it. I mean, and again, like, I do wonder how I would have felt it, like, not knowing. It doesn't about feel the packed onto the trilogy to me. You know, it doesn't feel like the trilogy was perfect. This is a ta- This got uh, accused of being a tacked on. Um, nostalgia grab and it's not it is well written it is well thought out it is beautiful to look at Harrison Ford is acting up a storm like Marion could have been really cringy you know she could have been like very awkward you know not having acted in a lot no no she Car- except right where she left Karen off. Allen sinks right sinks her teeth right back into the role and like feels like Marion, acts like Marion, has agency. It's 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 a I I I really love this movie. I like I really I, I wanna love it. I, I wanna love lo- not just to be contrarian, but just to be like, what the hell is wrong with people? Why can't you enjoy yourself? You know, get o- mm-hmm. get over that Harrison Ford's old, enjoy it because he's gonna be dead someday. <laughs> Yeah, oh. when he's not here anymore, people's gonna be like, "Oh, this is when the classics." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and you know, I think people wanted hate. George Lucas was also involved. This was at the height of like, let's hate George Lucas for be. You know, let's hate every element of this that 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 stinks of George Lucas or like feels like maybe it was filmed like the prequels were filmed. You know, there was a lot of that going on. This was right before the Disney buyout too, wasn't it? Yeah. No, was, it, wait, this wait. This was a few, this was years before the Disney buyout, but. Cause 2008, when we were at Dragon Con, we, Scott Gardner and I never would have thought that Disney was. Yeah. Buy, buy okay. It was 2012. Yeah. Point. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, this was like right when Clone Wars was coming out and it was still on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to watch the credits. I want to watch the Indiana Jones trailer. <laughs> I'm going to close the credits. And so now we're going to be doing something else fun where I get to react to the trailer live because I've yet to see it. And I'm very excited about watching this trailer. And this is for Dial of Destiny, I think it's called. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I wonder what the Dial of Destiny is. It, I've I have I have now I've been staying away from the internet talk about this although I've gotten a little bit and people have picked up on a lot of the same things as me but not but they've also picked up on really stupid aspects of this so are you ready I am so everyone queue up your dial of destiny All right. trailer I'm, I'm leaving mine silent but if you want to turn up your volume enough to, to oh yeah yeah my, my, my volume's up because this is my first time watching this trailer i yes. was purposely waiting to watch it until i'd seen all four indiana jones movies so now i'm really excited about it okay oh, you ready i will i will do the countdown okay three two one go 
I, miss the I don't like the music in this. I, New York uh, City, Hoffman's, Franks. Oh my god, are we going to Atlantis? I'm happy to. I'm happy to see underwater. I miss waking up every. We've morning. never seen underwater. We've never seen Indiana Jones go underwater. Back with Nazi in Nazi Germany. That scene looks can't. These. Hold on. Let me let me watch the trailer. We said we would talk about it when I'm done. Come and go on. There he is. <gasps> is that is that Stella? Stella! Stella! Yay! I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life. Seen things. Okay, so things I like. I can't explain. And I've come to believe it's not so. So that's probably the Dial of Destiny that they showed right there. That's a kind of hinky. It's how hard you believe it. Looking for monkeys. I haven't seen any monkeys in this trailer. <laughs> Millennium Falcon looking shot. That guy looked like Elon Musk. I guess that's his goddaughter. Who is this man? I'm her godfather. Get back. <laughs> yeah, that feels very Indiana Jones. Okay, so. So a few things. There's already a couple shots that like stuck out to me where it was very clearly making nods towards other shots, like you see the boulder and stuff like that. But it makes me go, um, God, I, I, if I if we go towards Atlantis, I'm gonna have like an Anne Rice meltdown. <laughs> well. Uh, they are definitely the dial of destiny looks like this um, artifact that scientists got a long time ago from a, a shipwreck. Uh -huh. That was a weird, weird clockwork looking thing that was ahead of its time. They couldn't figure out what the mechanism was for it. They've been x-raying it for years and stuff. So I think that's where they got that. I think this is going to be a time travel story. Really? Um, from okay so from the publicity there was a i think it was called empire magazine like uh -huh. a new york state magazine did a an article on it most of the story takes place in new york city um there uh it concerns the apollo mission oh interesting and, really and the, and the nazis that were brought over in Project Paperclip to run to work in NASA, and they're the enemies. The Nazis are the enemies in this. The the Nazis that the Americans recruited for for our space space program. Huh. So I'm thinking the story is going to revolve around the Nazis who are involved in the space program are secretly trying to get a hold of a mechanism mechanism that can. Uh, let you time travel so that they can win the war. Okay, I am going to... We, we may be getting a little bit of the Harry Potter play. <laughs> okay, I am going it to go... go, way. It could go... That's why you have maybe de-aged Indiana Jones in Nazi Germany and stuff like that. Maybe 
It could be like Back to the Future 2 with with uh, old Indiana Jones interacting around stuff that happened with younger Indiana Jones in World War II. It's hard to okay. say. It could just, that could be a flashback. I'm, go- I'm going to read the premise out loud just because it's my, my first time reading the premise. Um, in 1969, American archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones lives against the backdrop of the space race. He is uneasy over the fact that the U.S. government has recruited former Nazis to help beat the Soviet Union in a competition to make it to space. His goddaughter, Helena, cue the My Chemical Romance, uh, accompanies him on a journey. Meanwhile, Jürgen Voller, a NASA member of the and ex-Nazi involvement with the moon landing program, wishes to make the world a better place as he says sees fit. Okay, now that I am very fully aware of the premise, uh, I, yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I'm just happy it could that Paul is back. I don't care with anything else. Happens. Yeah, but, but where is, where is, what's up with Marion and Mutt? I was thinking about that. Like, um, I, it sounds like they're 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 ex- excising Mutt and Marion because there was a lot of, lot of blowback about her not being good and Mutt not being good. So I'm like, I like, and everybody's all, everybody's like they're gonna try to replace Indy with Helena, you know, and that's what this is all about. This is they're wokeifying Indiana Jones. And the director has come out and said, "No, we're we absolutely are not doing that." And, but it hasn't stopped. And my 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 biggest. Ooh, ooh, before we move off of Marianne, so I was just kind of glancing through the production stuff on the Wikipedia page. Um, speaking of the film as a finale, uh. uh Crystal Skull ended positively for Indiana Jones with his marriage to Marion Ravenwood. However, Ford did not necessarily view the film as the definitive ending for Jones, wishing to make one more film that could expand the character and conclude his journey. According to Kathleen Kennedy, we all felt that we could conclude the series with one more movie, and given the fact that Harrison was so excited to do another one, we should do it. Ford said in 2020 that the film would show new developments in Indiana Jones' life, his relationships, and resolve part of his history. Mm. Are they gonna pull a Samurai Jack where he goes back, fixes history, but then then in turn loses his wife? Spoilers for the Samurai Jack finale. <laughs> yeah, I, I, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, it uh. could go either way. I, my, the biggest thing that I'm sketchy about with it is it's not Steven Spielberg. You oh, know? it's really? not a it's not Spielberg, and it's not a Spielberg Lucas collaboration, which all of them have been. Uh, it's James Mangold, who's a good dire- good action director, but he's not Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is his own th- is is you know is Steven Spielberg, so it's going to be missing that. It's it's John Williams is saying this is his last score, so it'll have at least John Williams. Mm-hmm. That's good, but whether James Mangold can can recreate the chemistry between Ford Lucas and Spielberg. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, um, that will not appear in the Disney film. is Disney is, you know, when it comes to handling franchises and at Lucasfilm franchises and movies, little little uh and little, 20, little sketchy and, about it. So we'll and, see. Yeah, in twenty seventeen they confirmed that Mutt was not gonna be in the film. Yeah, because he, the actor is also having the actor is not in a lot of Hollywood movies anymore for, yeah. for many reasons, but he's been doing indie movies that have been really good. So, mm, interesting. 
I can't remember the name of it. He did a movie where he co-starred with, uh, a, I think the actor actually had Down syndrome that was supposed to be amazing. Like, really, 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 really good. Like, a more realistic, oh. more humanistic version of, like, Rain Man, you know? Uh... So... Um, in 2020, Spielberg stepped down as the director as he wanted to pass the film series to a new filmmaker for a fresh, fresh perspective. Kennedy later said that Spielberg was kind of off and on about directing the project, although he did remain as the hands-on producer. Okay, uh, still. it's uh, A lot of it has to do with Lucas and Spielberg collaborating. Although a lot of people were negative about Lucas's involvement in the last movie, but they were just at that time. That was when Lucas was probably starting to think like, maybe I don't ever want to do another movie again in my entire <laughs> life. Why don't I just live on my royalty checks? <laughs> Why don't out? I just tell these people to fuck off? You know. So there was. Uh, Mangold consulted with Lucas and Spielberg, who served as executive producers. So they both still had their hands on it. Okay. Recalling the advice that Spielberg offered, Mangold said the movie. It's a movie that's a trailer from beginning to end and will always be moving. Well, that so. should be... Yeah, that should be... Go without saying. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm yeah, curious if looks... I see it in the movie theater. They might they might drag me back into the movie theater actually to see Avatar, just out of curiosity for the... I never saw the, the first Avatar, so... It was care. good. The 3D was spect was wonderful. I I heard that if you it's a really 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 pretty Pocahontas. Yes, uh, or dances <laughs> with, with or dances with wolves. You know, it's a very standard boilerplate story. The characters are boilerplate, but they're they're solid. And they're well acted. It was a solid movie, and the 3D and the special effects took it to another level you know they were literally next level here's the new stuff the 3d was wonderful it was so expensive to do the 3d that only one other movie did the 3d in the same way and that was prometheus and that was special too but and i hear the i hear the special effects in the 3d are beautiful to look at and i hear it's three hours of action that doesn't feel like a three-hour movie so it's probably very fun i don't know but Indiana Jones will probably get me back in the theater because I've seen every Indiana Jones movie in the theater. So I might as well, like Star Wars, go out and see it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of my Indiana I had fun doing those, Chris. I'm glad we went on an Indiana okay, Jones Okay, I have journey. a question for you. Princess yes. Mononoke. 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 I have a copy. It allows me to watch it dubbed or subtitled. Dubbed. Dubbed? Okay. Yeah. I, and the reason I say dub over subs is because that was the first version I've ever watched. And it's the version I watched like 99. I think I've only watched the subtitles one time. But I, it's actually incredibly good dubbing. I would argue it's one of Mini Driver's best roles, hands down. And okay. she's a voice actor. So um, that's, that's what I will watch. Yeah. So let me give you uh, a little. So we are, we have reached the end of Prince uh, of uh, Indiana Jones, and the reason well we wanted to do Indiana Jones because it's a Lucasfilm property, and I hadn't seen it. Blah blah blah. The reason we're doing Princess Mononoke is because we're actually going to be starting with Tales of the Jedi when we start back in the new year. We're going to get that out of the way, and I wanted to do this because um, 
Princess Mononoke's uh, was a heavy influence for Dave Filoni. Um, the character of San was a direct influence in the creation of Ahsoka. And he's even said that at Celebration, like from her design to her fighting style to her overarching story. Um, there's so many elements of Filoni's work from Princess Mononoke, like the Lothwolves came from Princess Mononoke. But the reason I wanted to do this is at the very beginning when we see Ashitaka's village, it actually reminds me so much of Ahsoka's village in Tales of the Jedi. And I was like, this might be a good time to get you into it. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to really can... like it. I already flipped through it a little bit just to look at it, and I'm going to love it. Oh, I'm it's a gorgeous. Love... It's Studio Ghibli. Of course you're going to. It's gorgeous. It's, it, it, I've never it's seen Ghibli. any stu- I, 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 I've never not seen a lot of Studio Ghibli, but it like it has that overtly oh. spiritual and and dreamlike quality that I love. And in, in so many. Movies. And so much of, like, Filoni's work, like, you can, like, sometimes, like, oftentimes see, like, Princess Mononoke influences and stuff like the Mandalorian, um, like, Rebels, Clone Wars. Like, there's so many, like, little things. And, like, I would argue, outside of Billy Bob Thornton's character, there's really no villain in this movie. Because essentially what this is is, like, three or four different groups going, we're just wanting to survive. But they they all have very different ideas of survival. Like, you have the people of Irontown versus the forest but the people of the forest are like hey you're invading us and the people of iron town are like hey we're just trying to live here and so like there's really no villain and like that's why i love mini driver's character because like she's not a villain she's just trying to protect her fucking people <laughs> so it's it, there's so many like jedi things in this so we're like Ashitaka and San are like trying to find this middle ground and like how do they appease everybody without starting a war and, and stuff and like you can see like there are so many Star Wars things in Princess Mononoke that clearly influence Filoni's work for Clone Wars and Rebels and his uh, like other works like Mandalorian and stuff like that um so I would not be surprised because we're also getting Ahsoka in the new year the Ahsoka TV show I would not be surprised if you see Princess Mononoke influences in the Ahsoka show, because... Oh, sure. Yeah, because San was the direct influence for her character. Um, so there's actually a really great video for my friend Scotty. Um, their YouTube channel is Scotty Holiday 2, as in T-O-O. And they did an entire, um, a, a entire video, two videos actually, about um, how Princess Noanoke influenced and inspired Ahsoka Tano. Actually, no, I sorry, take it back. They, uh, they did one. Um, and they did it about four months ago, so it'd be about five months by the time this comes out. I highly suggest you checking it out, because it's why I told Chris to do this. Um, and also, I just love the movie, but the cast is great. It has, like, Billy Crudup, um, Tara Strong, Billy Bob Thornton, Minnie Driver, um, jo- uh, John DiMaggio, like, Keith David. Like, this is such a great vo- voice cast. Uh, Jada, Pl- uh, Jada Plinkett-Smith is in it. Like... The voice cast for the dub version is amazing, and it's gorgeous, and I love this movie, and mostly we're doing this, and hearing that Chris has only seen a few Ghibli movies, oh my god, technically Disney owns Ghibli, they own the rights to distribute it, so maybe next commentary will be Ghibli month! Oh. <laughs> and then hope will die. Because, <laughs> actually, if we did Ghibli month, my four would be... Okay, well, Princess Mononoke would have been one of them. But House Moving Castle, My Neighbor, Neighbor Totoro, and Kiki's Deliver, D- Delivery Service, and Spirited Away. I think, how, I think Spirited Away is the only movie I've seen. Spirited I haven't seen Face. House Moving Castle. 
House Moving Castle is my other favorite. Like, Princess Mononoke and House Moving Castle are tied as my favorite Ghibli movies, but for completely different reasons. Because one is, like, Princess Mononoke is a war drama, and it feels like it. And House Moving Castle is a romance on the backdrop of war. And they're both very similar, but they're completely different in how they're presented. And I love both of them equally, but for completely different reasons. (laughs) So, um... But yeah, so next week we're going to be doing Princess Mononoke, and I'm very excited about this, if you can't tell, because I love this movie. It's actually one, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's in my, like, top 15, hands down. You'll probably um, be doing a lot more of the heavy lifting of the commentary on that one to me. I'll just be reacting. I, well, you're going to watch it first before you Yes, right? I am. Okay, I, <laughs> I was am. about to say. Yeah, uh, so I, I just, I love this movie. And it's actually a movie I've grown up with. Um... And, like, where you've grown up with Indiana Jones, I've grown up with this movie. And it's actually, like, it finally, like, changed for me when I hit adulthood. Because I used to be, like, oh, Lady Eboshi is, like, so mean. And so is, like, Jiko, like, Billy Bob Thornton's character. But then, like, as an adult, I'm, like, no, they're just doing their jobs. They're not actually evil. Billy Bob Thornton's character is probably the closest to being the most evil character. And even then... He's just doing the job that the king gave him. The king was like, here's your job. And he went, okay, gonna go do my job, I guess. <laughs> like, no one's really evil on this. And that's why it's so interesting. Like, I I, I firmly, like, love Star it, Trek so. likes to do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that Jillian Anderson's in this movie. She plays um, the wolf mother. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It, how do you not like Agent Sully in an in a anime movie? So. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> So yeah, guys, um, I really enjoyed my my Indiana Jones trip. It was yeah. so much fun. I'm so glad we did it. I now Four know quality movies. I am in the know. I understand it now. I get yep. the references. I I understand it. And you ready for the new one? Yes. Now, Chris, what we need to decide before is how we're going to do Tales of the Jedi. Are we going to do, like, the first three and then the next three? Are we going to do just the Ahsokas or just the Dooku? You guys are going to have to find out when we figure it out, because we don't know fucking yet. (laughs) We'll be figuring it out pretty soon, so don't worry. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Chris. Well, if you don't have anything else for Indiana Jones other than everybody's mean and Crystal Skull is right, (laughs) where can people find you? You can find me at tutufreaks.com, where I sit stroking my cat Bernice on top of my throne who I got to see today for the first time live she's here now hanging out on my lap right now she just hopped up and we're looking at all these thousands and thousands of two true freaks podcasts which Bernice tries to eat but I don't let her don't let her she's gotta sit on my lap you can come Come there and listen to all our podcasts, sign up for our feed, or you can go to uh, Facebook, the Two True Freaks podcast, and you'll see all the stuff. We'll, we'll post links as any Two True Freaks podcaster puts up a new podcast, or you can go to the Two True Freaks cantina. It's a positive. It's not a cantina. It's a cantina. <laughs> where we all just hang out and talk about nerd stuff. And we are also on the like Twitter for maybe it'll be still well, be there we'll when you see. hear this. It, maybe not. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't know, man. I don't I know. I stopped. I stopped using. I stopped using Twitter after a couple weeks of checking it out under the new Elon Musk, and now it's even worse than it was before. And now, to the people 
according to the people who use Twitter heavily, like whole functions are not working. I I am hitting levels of just like I'll send a picture to like a friend in a DM and I can't even pull up the picture I just sent. Like it is it is um people are losing crumpling under people's feet. They're uh like uh Charles actually was I think it was Charles our our listener was talking about how like his tweets were just vanishing and it's tweets he just shared vanishing and then reappearing and then vanishing mm-hmm. people are 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 leaving the the platform like the snot is now leaving my nose oh you need to take care of yourself honey oh i just it's just i i've been very like the weather has been changing like crazy I'm, my i've been all voice scratchy too I'm full of I'm full of energy. I'm like I'm at work like working and stuff, but I my head is just full of snot. That's all. So mm-hmm. I'm I'll take that over a fever or being run down from a cold any day and cold sweats and all that. So oh, me too. I'm tested negative for COVID, so I can still taste things when I can clear enough snot out of my head. So I'm all good. I'm all good. I was like this all last. I've spent many a winter like this, so I I know how it's part of my, it's just part of my being. And, and anyway, our Twitter feed is run by the wonderful and probably not sick, Jean Jean, the made of better stuff machine. <laughs> <laughs> You're not full of snot, Jean. <laughs> Let's hope anyway. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But that's where you can find me. Where can they find you, Hope? You can find me at Jedi on Twitter as long as it's still there. Um, you can also find me at Hope Monax as long as it's still there. Um, <laughs> you can also find me. What do I do? Um, I'm a staff writer for the Geeky Waffle and I'm gearing up to write Bad Batch reviews over there. I'm also a contributor for Dork Side of the Force where I just... I just wrote a recap of season one of The Bad Batch, and I was given permission to write it as one of our J-Guy reviews. It's exactly what you think it is, minus the swearing, because I wasn't allowed to swear. Other than that, it's exactly like one of our J-Guy and Jedi Hope act style. Yeah, it's, act, it's act just your, 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 your style. So. Let, me, let, me, let me give you a... I just published. I'm like, if it's cool, I'm just going to give you a tiny... A tasty taste? A little, little tasty little. taste. Uh, let me find a good spot. So, um, if you sniff and uh, what to expect, um, I I did almost write the words farkin and I ended up not. Little sticky preview. Have to, I would have to actually explain what farkin is. Um, uh, 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 where's a good little spot? Um, actually, I'll start with the opening. Um, so first, the basics. The Bad Batch is a group of elite clones who premiered in Clone Wars Season 7. They're super special TM and have cool armor and archetypal personalities. Hunter is the Rambo leader. Wrecker is the lovable strong one. Tech is the genius one, genius nerdy one. Crosshair is the grumpy sniper who likes to start fights. And Echo is their newest member who is a friend of Captain Rex. Echo is a regular cone who actually has a personality and premiered in Clone Wars Season 1 episode Rookies. He was thought to be killed in Season 3 but then discovered he was alive in Season 7 where the rest of the Batch helped to Rex rescue him. But because of Echo's trauma and now being half cyborg, he decides to go with the Bad Batch and staying with the 501st. Most of season one is them developing into actual characters, but only if her name is Hunter. <laughs> the entire article is that. <laughs> 
there's actually a part where I just I wrote. I'm w- well familiar with that style. <laughs> there's actually like a part... I could like that. The great thing about that is if you're a J guys and if you're me or a J guys and Jedi listener, when you read that, you're gonna hear your voice saying it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, that's uh, that's a valuable thing with a with a writer. There's definitely a part where because you remember how like crosser has that like human team that like doesn't like him there i i literally wrote the the words look uh i cannot remember her name look the show doesn't give her a real name if if the series doesn't care (laughs) then why should i and i later wrote that's because the nameless lady on crosshair's team okay to be fair i looked it up and her name is es-02 don't act like you remembered it Because no one did, unless you're Alex Damon, and he's a trivia master. <laughs> yeah, no, there's. So there's I just read that. Definitely, like you know, point oh oh one percent of people with photographic memory who are just like, don't tell me what I don't remember. They never say it in the it. show. They just shows it in the fucking credits. <laughs> also, you can find me at For Light and Dice, which is my uh, tabletop Star Wars podcast that I do with a bunch of really cool people, and you should check it out. So. Uh, okay, next week, Princess Mononoke, Princess Mononoke, Princess, I don't even need to, I'm gonna watch the movie, even though I don't need to watch the movie, because I've already seen it a bajillion times, but I love this movie, guys, I love this movie, I love Princess Mononoke. That, that was like me, I rewatched all these movies except for Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I have, like, in my private gallery, private mind gallery, that I could just play it at all times with all special effects and stereo, yeah. and, you know, but all the other ones, I don't have it quite except for temple of doom so but i rewatched all of those i'm really looking forward to having a fresh watch with princess mononoke yeah and also part of the reason why i decided to do um devs over sub other than it's being the way i've always watched it also um it lets you look at the animation more um yeah because you're not looking at the subtitles so that's the other reason I, i i chose that i was watching it with the subtitles in the the dub and it was well, I watched I watched a few feet scenes on subtitles, and then I watched a few scenes on dubs, and I also noticed that the the dialogue changes a little bit, you know. There, yeah, there's there's a there's a, a little bit of localization that yes. happened. Yes. Um, but that that's and also normal. I think to also that's make the lips line up a little animes. bit with the with the with the dubbing too, but it, yeah. It, that's normal and like ninety nine point yeah. nine percent of all animes. Really well it's just the localization. Out, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, they they usually change it slightly so the words match the lips moving. That's why with like '90s yes. anime, like it's it's a lot. You can tell that because that was before like dubbing was really taken really seriously. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. I guess we will see you next week. And yes. we have. Thank you for coming on this Indiana Jones journey with me. I've had the best time. Sure and not. I'm sure a lot of people were pretty glad to take an, an, any Indiana Jones journey, especially with the wind up to a new movie coming. So, Yeah, and when in doubt, everybody go punch a Nazi. Yes. If there's one thing you're going to learn from Indiana Jones, that's immediately just punch, start punching. Punch a Nazi, especially. Always yep. punch the Nazis. Yep. So. All right, bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Punch a Nazi.
visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.